0: The Blaze Radio Network On Demand (laughs) Pat Gray is here On the Blaze Radio
1: Network Well, not really uh, it, as you well know, if you've listened to this broadcast and this network, you know Pat's on vacation. And he's uh, you know he's out enjoying himself, gallivanting around the globe somewhere uh, in uh, international waters or in U.S. waters or something. I can't imagine why he wanted to take this cruise other than to you know maybe just spend some you know, one-on-one time with the spouse. But uh, I can't imagine. I've talked to several people that have been on cruises, and it's about a 50-50 split of eh, okay, where it was fun you get out there you relax you're doing something and the other is you're trapped and unless you you know eat and drink to your heart's consent I mean that's kind of that's a that's a big bonus get on a ship and just all you can eat that's a big bonus but gambling eh, drinking eh. And it just seems like you're stuck on. you're in the middle of the ocean on this giant floating city I don't know I don't know. But anyway, I hope he has a good time. And uh, until then, uh, you have the uh, carousel of hosts so filling in for uh, Pat Gray here on Pat Gray Unleashed here on the Blaze Radio Network. And today, yes, the carousel stops at me, Jeff Fisher. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. And, of course, you can always uh, tweet to at Jeff or at Pat Unleashed uh, with the hashtag put that in your pipe. And, uh, you know, participate that way. I'd like to have today. I also had teased on Monday, uh, Trucker Day. I want to hear from you. I'm serious. It's been a while since I've talked to truckers on the road, other than beating you up for blocking three lanes of my traffic drive, which is still annoying to me, okay? But, and I know some of you have, I know we can't go any faster. I got it. And the new drivers don't know any. I got it. Okay, I don't want to hear the excuses. Just stop blocking all three lanes. Okay. but i did get a fascinating uh email uh from a trucker which i will read uh, as uh throughout the broadcast today which was uh really really good and uh, i want to see how the new uh you know the the electronic logging devices are working uh and you know talk about to talk about your job a little bit uh, you guys are you guys are tracked down the road from everybody from the government to your jobs to uh the police and uh I, you know Let's we'll see how it's going, and with the tariffs picking up, you know that's got to be hurting some of your business because there's going to be less stuff coming into the country. Uh, so we'll see how you go. You know, we'll make it today trucker day, and that's throughout the broadcast eight 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 nine zero zero thirty three ninety three today. Uh, you're there, or you can uh, you know call on and comment on uh, any of the things. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with immigration, although I really don't want to. So before I actually, well, I just lied because I'm not going to start with immigration. Okay, I'm not. Because I, I can barely, I barely want to think about it anymore. I've had enough. I'm ready to pass the, a new law and call it, I don't know, Jeffy SB666. And just say, n- no more. We know what? We're taking no one. Sign the bill. Go away. Come to the, come to the border? Nope. But we have kids, so? Nope. We're, we need amnesty. Bummer. People in our city don't like me. There's other cities. Live there. Not here. And then maybe in a few years we'll come back and say, yeah, a few of you can come. But until then, no. It just it just drives me crazy. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, the possibility of uh, us pulling out of uh, the U.N. Uh, you know, I would like to pull out completely of the united nations and i mean completely goodbye have a nice day but apparently we can't do that all at once it's it's stepping stones it's a process so that first step is now official I, I don't scrutiny. hear this. There it is.
2: And the Council continues to politicizing and scapegoating of countries with positive human rights records in an attempt to distract pr- from the abusers in their ranks. Really? Therefore, as we said we would do a year ago, if we did not see any progress, the United States is officially withdrawing from the UN Human Rights Council. Good. In doing so, I want to make it crystal clear that this step is not a retreat from human rights commitments. On the contrary, we take this step because our commitment does not allow us to remain a part of a hypocritical and self-serving organization that makes a mockery of human rights.
1: Boom. Have a nice day. And I know that uh, you know one of our uh, allies, one of our strongest allies that always punches above their weight, uh, Israel, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu uh, is. Uh, I love. I love how Twitter is it now. So the tweet from Benjamin Netanyahu: hey "Israel thanks President Trump, Secretary Pompeo, and Ambassador Haley for their courageous decision against the hypocrisy and the lies of the so-called UN Human Rights Council." Amen. Um, so the stepping stone is there. Good. We're done with that. Uh, the stepping stone is there for us to just shut. Now, I hope the writing is on the wall to these guys. I want to. I want just. You guys can still be the. the you still can call yourselves the United Nations. You can still get together and and have your immunity in another country. You can still go clog up another country, another country's city. I don't care where. It doesn't matter to me. You know where you could go. Nope, never mind. You're already going to go there. Let's talk about a city here on the planet. Uh, you could go there and clog them up. Okay? Yes. And I know um, I know that you, along with myself, probably have had enough of the immigration talk. I don't know what the breaking point is. I really don't. Uh, and I don't know... If because we follow the news, we're being inundated with it, so it's like overwhelming to us, and you listening to the Blaze Radio Network are like, well, I get it from you, so I'm not being inundated. I just know that it's a big story, and thank you for that. But overall, we are being just hammered with immigration. Now, listen, in a few months... Uh, after the midterms, you probably won't hear it mentioned again from the Democrats, so don't worry about it. That'll be gone by then. But we really, look, does something have to be done? Yeah, I guess. I guess. Because it's it's up in arms and everybody wants to have to do something now. Um, You know, I saw, uh, you know, I hate to even say his name, Chuck Schumer. Uh, with his uh, little uh, press conference holding up a pen and President Trump could sign this away with one little ink pen. He's the same guy that's complaining that Trump has too much power and we can't give him the power of the pen and the world's going to end. Stop it, Chuck. Stop it. And we've got uh, ex-Secretary of State, like Madeleine Albright, ripping Trump and ripping... To be clear, immigrants, legal or not, are people who want to improve their lives. To refer to them as animals or insects is to foster hate. What's happening in Washington and on our border is sad, wrong, and un-American. Is it, Madeline? Because I'm sure nothing like that ever happened when you were Secretary of State, right? Right. Of course not. Um, I really... I can't take it. Uh, Call them animals or insects. You know, President Trump called MS-13 animals. He didn't call immigrants animals. He called the particular gang members from MS-13 animals. But that's okay, though, because you'd rather take their side than the good people's side, right? You're on their side. It's absolutely amazing. And the whole, the whole Rachel Maddow thing. I know, uh, you know, Glenn may have mentioned it on his radio program today, but I can't take it. These are the same people that were relentless against Glenn Beck, relentless because Glenn uh, would cry, and Glenn would c- come up with tears. And Glenn went to the border to help these kids. And Glenn, how dare he? And in fact, barely mentioned the border story other than to rip him for get, bringing soccer balls. Uh, barely mentioned that, but they were uh, relentless on the crying. Including including you, uh, Stephen uh, Colbert. I'm sure you'll... You'll find some way to make fun of your friend Rachel, though, right? It's agonizing. And I don't know. Look, I don't. I know that uh, Glenn is giving her the benefit of the doubt that she actually cares because that's the, what he does and that's who he is. And I know we try to do that here from time to time, but I don't know that I want to go that far for her. When you watch this clip, I don't know that I buy it. Honestly, I don't know that I buy it.
3: This has just come out from the Associated Press. Oh. This is incredible. Trump administration officials have been sending babies and other young children. Oh.
1: Oh, we didn't finish. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Are we buying it? Oh, we crinkled, crinkled between the eyes.
3: To at least three.
1: Oh, no. At least three. Get it out. We don't even know the story yet. We don't even know the story. What's hmm. Trump administration doing? Put
3: up the graphic of this.
1: Oh, wait, we didn't have a graphic. Oh, that's right. Thank oh, you. Darn. Do we have it? No, no we didn't. Rachel. Three we tender
3: aid in. shelters don't. in South Texas. Lawyers and medical providers.
1: just. Oh, oh no. I think I'm going to have to hand this off. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to go Lawrence. Lawrence, take it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh.
3: That does a frustrating tonight. We'll see you again tomorrow. Now it is time for the last word yeah. Lawrence no, we O'Connell, where he is live in Brownsville, is. Texas. We,
1: we just know that it's bad against Trump. Lawrence, it's all you. Take it, okay? Lawrence, we... Listen, I can't. I can't talk about this immigration. I'm, I'm welling up. I'm going to throw it to the communist, Lawrence. Um, I can't. I don't know that I buy that at all. You can give her the benefit of the doubt that you want that she cares, and you know maybe she does, maybe she does, but I don't know that I'm. I i do not know that I want to go that far. and give it to her. I really just no. No. And I know, uh, and it's ongoing with the hate. Another great, another Hollywood uh, star, Peter Fonda. And I know you're saying who, you know, Peter Fonda, the guy that was in movies a hundred years ago, that Peter Fonda. You know, Hollywood royalty because of his dad. Oh wait, no, that. Oh no, that's wrong to say. Um, he went on a big Twitter rant. Um, if anyone, <laughs> if Donald Trump were to go on this kind of rant they would they would put him in town square but that's what he wants he wants people thrown in town square uh peter fonda that is no question in fact what was the last thing what was the last thing peter fonda did he's he's beating up uh if he wants to take uh a, a baron away from uh melania and donald and have him uh put into a camp and I'll read it to you here but we're going to find what the last thing Peter found. because I don't think he's done a diddly okay but uh, we should rip Baron Trump from his mother's arms and put him in a cage with pedophiles and see if mother will stand up against the giant a-hole she married to 90 million people in the streets on the same weekend in the country F um, I don't know Mr. Fonda, uh, but you know, I believe Melania already posted her, something's got to be done and we feel bad for the children. And I wish somebody would do something, uh, you know, like my husband rant. You may have missed that. I know you may miss it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm sure you did. But then, uh, he also tweeted, which is good for him. I mean, this is so nice. I know he isn't. He's using the the four letter word, but it's not the C word. Okay? Although he would have used it had it not already been banned from the progressive left's vocabulary. A Kirsten Nielsen is a lying gash G A S H that should be put in a cage and poked by at by passerby. The gash should be Killered in Lafayette Square, naked and whipped by passerby while being filmed for posterity. Really, Peter? This is agonizing. It is amazing. And he just... It's okay. It's Peter Fonda. Peter Henry Fonda. Uh, You know, son to... uh, Just... Son to Henry. What's the last thing Peter did? Let me see what they did here. Oh, he's still well, for the last, the last full measure, 2018. Jack. Oh, he's in Jack Ryan. Oh, the TV series. Yeah, big deal. Nobody watches that. Uh, the um, Jack Ryan Boundaries. He still did Can't you can't say no. Borderland. Milo Murphy's Law TV series. Mostly. so he's working. He is actually working. Good for him good for him he's he's 78 years old wow and he's and he's considered you know Hollywood royalty because he's dad son and his kids are you know stars now I mean he's got probably got grandchildren starring in movies now so it's royalty I mean they're they're Hollywood royalty and yet it's it's okay it's all right you just keep ripping them because that's what you want. You, you don't want something to be done about the, the helping uh, the families that are leaving their homes, bringing their children or sending their children without the parents to come to this country for what they're calling is a better life. But we don't have any opportunity to to vet them and see what their entire story is. We just want to let them in. Just let them in. Now we're spending our dollars to house them. Keep them safe by detaining them. They're safer. I just, I can't, I can't, I really do. I'm at, close it down. Mr. President, build the wall. I want to see, I want to see that wall from the Milky Way. I want UFOs to go by and go, hey, what are they building? What is that? Let's fly there. Let's see what that is. What's going on? I do. I've already done a rant about uh on uh the Blaze YouTube channel a long a long time ago about building the wall and just making it a destination. Show up and make put restaurants on it so people show up to different places and just make it a destination. Make the make it a wall. Make it so people show up, eat, you look over and go, Oh, yeah, look at all those people trying to get in the country. No. I mean I build it. It's not gonna happen, obviously. You know that as well as I do. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to. We might get we might get one of those uh, uh, one of the five or six uh, preliminary walls that they made that Trump went to visit and see how they were doing because they were doing such a fantastic job, and uh, we may get I don't know a couple feet of that. That'll be it. But build I say build it. We just build it all the way around. And, yeah, even you, uh, Mr. Uh, you know, I, we have to be nice to Canada. We're going to be nice to the Canadians. They're our friends. Uh, are they? I mean, okay, I know. I got it. Don't start beating me up over Canadians. I know they're our friends. It's the leaders that I'm concerned about. Uh, everyday people. Eh. Oh, my gosh, that's almost like here. It's the people are okay, but it's the leaders, huh? And it's it's almost like, I don't know, every other place on the planet. When Theresa May from the United Kingdom is commenting on our immigration problem, screw you. Theresa, look around, okay? Look around. Your people don't even want to be involved in your big European Union, okay? They want out. They want their... Take care of your own. You have a little bit of an immigration issue there, too, or hadn't you noticed? Maybe you hadn't noticed. I know we have. I mean, I've seen a little bit of immigration problems in the United Kingdom and throughout Europe. I've seen those videos, and I've seen those news stories. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you're sheltered. Maybe you're only watching, I don't know, the U.S.'s problems. How about you stick to your own country's issues? I can't wait for France to comment. Maybe you know, macaroon can say something to be great. It be all about it. It'd be wonderful. Oh, you know who what they need to do. Maybe macaroon and, uh, and uh, Merkel and uh, Teresa can all get together. They could do a joint press conference and say how bad the United States immigration problem is. How bad we're treating people. We're separating families. We should just let them all in like we did and ruin our countries. Oh. Wait no, they wouldn't say that. They would say it like, like we did, and like, like we're still doing. Except for France wants to kill a lot of their immigration problems, and uh, except for uh, oh, you know what? I think so does. Uh, I don't know if Merkel does or not. She probably is crazy enough to continue it on. And uh, Teresa, I think um, I think your people have had just about enough themselves. Uh, and that's only the stories I'm reading, though. So. I might, you know, who knows? Maybe I'm reading different stories coming from the United Kingdom than you're reading. So how about you concern yourself with your own freaking country? I can't, the Dear world leaders, shut up.
4: Pat Gray
0: on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Welcome to it, Pat Gray Unleashed, Pat Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Jeff Fisher filling in today. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Don't forget today, uh, today's Trucker Day. I want to hear some trucker horns, I want to talk to some truckers, see how it's going out there on the roads, and I want you to know that even though you block three of my lanes of traffic a lot of evenings and afternoons, uh, I still love you. I do. I know you have a tough job, but I just want a lane. That's all I want, just to, let, just to let Um, Good news coming from uh, Seattle. I just realized, you know, they've been talking about this for at least a year, maybe more, of this uh, plastic utensil ban. Um, it's been on the, bo- well, since 2010, according to this story. But I know that they've been big push for it for the last year, year and a half. As of July 1st july 1st food services business should not be providing plastic straws or utensils wow what they should be providing are compostable straws compostable utensils but they also might be providing um, durables reusables or encouraging you to skip the straw altogether the exemption allowing the disposable plastics was put in place in order to allow technology to make compostable alternatives more feasible. Oh, good. Early on, there weren't many uh, compost options. Some options didn't perform well or compost well. That's all changed now. Oh, good. I mean, I'm just, can I have a plastic straw? No. According to the National Park Service, American Jews, about 500 million drinking straws every day. Think of that.
4: <laughs>
1: that is an awful lot of straws. 500 million drinking straws every day. Wow. That's that's a lot of straws. That's, whoa. That's a lot of straws. So, I mean, I stop it. Stop it. Why not? I don't know. It, why would why have the restaurant just put the straws in one one uh, area and let them recycle? So you're drinking out of a recycled straw. Millie back in 1989 drank from this straw. This has been cleaned, washed. We just melt them down, make them into new straws. I might as well do that, right? Instead of this, I want a straw. If I have to start carrying around my own straw, ooh business idea, million-dollar idea. I want your own your own straw. Can around my little straw case? Yes. It's, Merry Christmas. You know, mine will not be golden. Only Donald Trump's is golden. Don't you know that? My gosh. <laughs> Don't be silly. Golden straw. That's all for a president.
0: Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. back to pat gray on the blaze radio network
1: it is pat gray unleashed pat unleashed what is the title of this stupid show anyway it's just pat unleashed i know stop it at uh 888-900-3393 is the phone number you can tweet at jeffy mra or at pat unleashed with the uh, hashtag uh, put that in your pipe um snarky uh snark face Uh, Tweeted, for all the circus that surrounds the Trump administration, one thing has been consistently steadfast. At Nikki Haley, is a rock star. And I couldn't agree more. Uh, She definitely is a a shining light uh, in this administration. And uh, I'm pretty sure Don knows it. Uh, And the one good thing is, like, Nikki is good enough to not really overshadow Don. I mean, Mr. President Trump but still be strong enough for Trump to put his arm around her and go, that's my girl. And uh, so she's, I mean, she's a winner all the way. Nobody, I, I, good for her. I love her. It's not in that way. Don't look at me like that. I just stop, okay? She's a mom. She's, wait, no, never mind. Uh, Paul B. tweets uh, that uh, Jeffy MRA says when no one else will, he's not buying it. I'm, I'm serious with uh with my girl, uh, Rachel Maddow, yeah, you heard me, my girl. Uh, whether she considers, herself, I don't know if she identifies as one or not anymore. But the uh, uh, we can you can all say that she's that it she was all good and it was all heartfelt and she was welling up and was going to start bawling and crying. Couldn't get through the story. We don't even know what the story was. We just know it dealt with Donald Trump, babies, and immigration. Oh. Okay, I guess did she did she think that the Jim Carrey photo of Donald Trump eating babies was real? And that's what she was crying about. That Donald Trump is actually eating babies and bringing it into the country. Did she think that? I don't know. And I know that uh, you know we we give him the benefit of the doubt. It's what we do. Okay, she was crying. It upset her. She couldn't tell us what the story actually was. She welled up so much she had to throw it to, what's-his-face, Lawrence O'Donnell. Ugh. I mean, does he have any ratings at all? Really? No, I'm not kidding. I'm asking, him, does anybody watch him? Because I couldn't tell you. I didn't even realize he was still on the air. I thought he had a heart attack and couldn't come on. And now he's back on the air again. So, I mean, I'm not real. And I know Rachel was doing really, really well there for a while, but then they put her up against Sean Hannity, and Sean Hannity started, uh, started winning that race. So, I mean, I know Rachel is the, you know, she's the boss, the big boss at MSNBC, and good for her. Good for her. She's worked hard to get there. Just spewing that same, I don't buy it. You weren't around a few years ago, and now all of a sudden you're around, and it's all just because you hate Donald Trump so much and I can't take it and you make you make the rest of us that would love to take a little time to tell you point out some things that you know Donald Trump might not be so great at but we can't because you've destroy you're destroying everything about Donald Trump which is not true and i know they're making a big deal now trump is saying hey he's going to sign I'm going to sign something they're going to give me something to sign Oh, no, and it's just quoted now that cartels are using children as passports to get into the country. You think? Maybe that's why we need to vet them a little bit instead of just opening the borders. That's the whole point. We don't. And then we have to actually find out if they're family. Just because you have a couple of kids with you doesn't mean they're your kids. Sorry to disappoint you, Rachel. Just because a lady brings in a baby doesn't mean it's her baby. I know where it's supposed to be. Oh my gosh, of course it is. Why would anyone lie about that? I don't know. Think about it for a second. Rachel, before you get all welled up again, can't tell us the story and start crying again. Just think about it for just a second. But you won't, because it means you'd have to actually say, well, you know, maybe Donald Trump is following the law, and that's what we need to do, and so... You know, obviously, the law could be changed and Congress could do something. But right now, we're following the law. And really, what I'd like to do is make the law even harder. Get out. No, we're not housing you. See those tents over there? Those are for American citizens working here at the border to help you turn around. Nope. We're closed. Sorry. Have a nice day. Too bad you can't stay. See you later. We're closed. We'll open up again some other time. You'll know it when we do. But until then, see you later. <laughs> Thanks Sir coming. Good to see you. <laughs> Take care. I'll no, no, tell your friends. Make sure you tell your friends on the way back. They can turn around, too, before they get all the way here. I don't want them to waste any, any steps. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> we're so horrible, yet we still have, and it's because of the horrific actions we're taking at the border, why people are stuffing themselves into tractor trailers and trying to sneak into this country. I mean we they we find them too often here in Texas. Too often. And it's a sad state of affairs. But these people are making that choice. We're not doing that choice to them. We're not doing that. They're making it started with them. Their choice. Our choice. I seriously, we're closed. I don't care about we're gonna keep families together. Okay. You know how you keep families together? Nope. Stay right where you're at. This day you're not coming in. Bye. See you later, there's plenty of nice places in Mexico. I mean, people spend thousands of dollars to go to different places on vacation. You can live there. Or you can go even further. Farther south into Central America, people spend thousands of dollars to go down there for vacations. There's plenty of nice places to live. Not here, though. We're closed. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Take care. Man, I wish I had one of these chicken wings to give you, but I don't. They're mine. See you later. You can get food over there, too. We don't have it for you. We'll let you know when we do. I mean, I I really, I'm almost there. I'm almost at that point where I—that's what I want. You know, I—I I got it. We're the United States of America. You want to come here? This is the place of freedom, the place where you can come here and and believe in whatever God you want to believe in. You can come in here and do whatever you want to do and be successful and have an opportunity to be successful. You may not be successful, but you have an opportunity to be successful, and you have an opportunity to say whatever it is you do. You've reached a point as that's what I think is successful. I have a house. I have a job. I have a car. I have a wife. I have two children. We're going to school. I pay my taxes. And you know what? And I and I go to my church every day. Because I can. And this is my success. That's what makes the United States great. Or you can work hard to become a billionaire. You can work hard to become a millionaire. You can be a hundred thousandaire. Whatever it is that you think is a success is what makes the United States great. I know that, but we have to be just a tad careful. So that people who don't believe in the American way, who don't believe that the United States is the greatest country in the world, who don't believe this is a place of refuge for people who want to be successful, who want to attempt to be successful, who want to attempt to have a nice life and be able to believe in what they want to believe in and let others believe in what they want to believe in, out of here. We don't let them in and then decide, oh, they're bad. we got to kick them out. Cause then, then, oh, oh my God, they're animals. What you're calling all immigrants animals? Nope, just those guys, just that group. You know, the group that's killing people. You know, the group that's that's bringing in uh, illegal drugs and smuggling in other people. Those people, just those. I seriously, I shut it down. I think I've convinced myself. Shut it down. We're closed. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Hey, and you know what? If you're here at the border and you don't understand what I'm saying, like we're closed, or you can't hear me, maybe we throw in some earwax. Maybe we throw in
5: some wax RX. Can you make that happen, Brad Staggs? I know a guy. I know a guy that might be able to maybe get. So a if bulk they come discount. up to, uh, nope, we're closed, and they mm. just stand there and look at you right. like I can't, I can't it's, hear you. Right. Yeah, they probably just need their ears cleaned. Right. That's what so I'm likely. saying. Yeah, and I think that's- so. Humanitarian. I mean, is there? You only know one guy. You don't know only one. It's not so much quantity; it's quality. So yeah, I just know. I know a guy. I know a guy who could do a thing. So for maybe us. we
1: Maybe we ship. No, you know what? I don't want to give him anything. Never mind. <laughs> if we're closed, we're closed. We're not going to open the door and hand something. to We're closed. Mm-hmm. But here's a meal. Nope. Right. See, so oh, just you pull down what? the big grates nope. like they do at the mall. Yes. Have... Okay. We're closed, but oh, here's here's some Wax RX. Hmm. I mean. If they want to say, I've got money, I've still got money, mm-hmm. come back when we're
5: open. If they're waving money, I say we just open the <laughs> store temporarily and say, all right, we're all takers. All right. We're ready. Just the wax Rx, though. Yeah. yeah, Just it. That's it. Nothing Unless else. Unless I flash more cash, and then we'll find something else to sell. This is capitalism. That's why everybody wants to come here. It's capitalism. Problem is, that's not why everyone wants to come here, Brad. That's my whole point. They want to come here to meet you. That's what it is. We are closed.
1: Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. are closed, and sadly, if you are in another country and want
5: to come here to meet me, you need to rethink your life.
4: <laughs>
5: There's better things to do with your life. No, I see. No, I disagree. I disagree. I, I can't. I, I'm sorry. I'll. You can I'll, come I'll, and I'm meet that... Jeffy and get a free sample of Wax RX. That's kind of a good thing, actually. You know, that would be a good thing. That's what they should do. Little sample kits.
1: Hey, we're broadcasting <laughs> outside the border today. Stop
5: by. The first 10 people get a wax RX system. Mm-hmm. And you can have the cleanest ears cuz maybe if that was part of probably... We're gonna spin the
1: wheel and you might get to come in the country.
5: Think about that. Back in Ellis Island, they did. They checked ears and everything. I mean, yeah, they, they did. you got you got the whole And they put probe people in <gasps> They put people in quarantine that were yeah. sick. They just yeah. didn't let them in. Or had too much earwax.
1: They just quarantined them and said, "Hey, you go over there to you go over there to the
5: ear emptying rooms. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> the ear emptying rooms. You you never wanted to see no, the inside of those rooms. See the you of those really just didn't. Rooms. No, you do. They not. they were heartbreaking. Um, <laughs> wow, I you know I so little I could add to all of this other than use waxrx.com and then the promo code radio. I mean, what do I have to that's it. I mean, you're pretty. I've,
1: my gosh! If, you, I this look, if is you're so having easy. hearing I problems, almost feel guilty. If you're having hearing problems, and I and I, I mean this sincerely, mm-hmm. the
5: system works. Yes, it does.
1: I've, I I have used it uh, more mm-hmm. than once, mm-hmm. and the system works. And you can make it a family fair, or You can do it privately all by yourself, or you if can do it privately and then post it online if if for the entire if world. If you're embarrassed to see. that you've got gunk coming out of your ears.
5: Everybody has gunk in their ears. I know, but a everybody. Lot, everybody
1: has a, that problem. But not right. everyone wants other people to know. <sighs> see, that's what makes. Another thing that makes America great. You have your privacy. Yeah, but you have a see, right to privacy.
5: They, everybody knows any way you just believe. You've just convinced yourself that they don't know. They know. So oh, get your ears boy. clean. Get your ears clean with usewaxrx.com. Promo, Promo code radio. Code radio. radio. Mm.
0: This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs>
1: Welcome to it. 888 is the phone number. So I'm going through uh, some of the uh, sound bites that we have to uh, share with you today. Some are tremendous, and we'll get to some. We've got some really good ones. I've got uh, uh, some great ones coming up that, uh, you know, we've got the midterm elections. And so the, the campaign commercials are just starting to heat up. And I've got a couple of really good ones that, that you'll enjoy. But as I'm going through, I'm still kind of stuck on the immigration thing a little bit in my head. Sorry. I know. I know I'm sorry. I'm just trying to work through it. I, I, the last thing I wanted to talk about today is this. So let me get it out of my system and we can move on. Okay? Gail King badgering a Mexican American to be easier on the illegals. Gail. Now, I have not seen this. I will say that it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that she is a wamping on Mexican-Americans because she wants them to be easier on the illegals. Well, if they came to this country, if they came to this country and they came to this country legally and they went through the process and they became American citizens, then they don't want people to be easier on the illegal immigrants. What they want is to follow the law like they did. I know for a fact that many people who came to this country legally and who have become American citizens think that this is all a bunch of foofa, and that's the nicest word I can say right now. Foofa. You can quote me on that. The uh, They think it's all a bunch of foofa because it's agonizing. We're going to let all these people in for free, but we're going to charge me. Right, is that the deal? We care about those children, but we don't care about my children. Is that the deal? We care about these mothers with losing being ripped apart from their babies. But we don't care about the Americans being ripped apart. Right? We don't care about that. Yeah. I seriously. We don't need to play Gale because I don't know that I can take it. It's fine. Sorry, don't don't even I don't even You probably already have it loaded and ready to go and I'm sorry, so just put it away because I don't even want to hear her. Barely take, take her talking about her. All right. So it's, uh, we've got, uh, let me, I got to work my way. I got to work my way out of immigration. Okay. Please promise. I promise that I'll try to work my way out of immigration, even on trucker day. All right. Even though this is a trucker day. I want to hear from a couple of truckers, and I've got a great couple of uh, emails and some information uh, on truckers that uh, look, truckers run the country. I don't know if you know that. They run the country. Without the truckers, you got nothing. And uh, I'll point that out to you uh, a little bit later. But it is heating up to uh, a campaign time. And we've got the midterm elections. And there's there's going to be great campaign commercials to be viewed because they've already started. Um, one Wisconsin candidate uh, has a campaign ad where, uh, and I have not seen this, so I'm looking forward to the uh, Lee Vukmir campaign ad.
6: Live, I'm gonna come for you. You're gonna die, and I'm
3: gonna be the one who
0: does it. Ever have someone threaten your life for what you believe in? I have. When Scott Walker and I beat the union bosses, cut billions in taxes, and defunded Planned Parenthood, the left couldn't take it. With President Trump, we can do the same in Washington. Standing on principle takes guts. I know what it takes. I'm Leah Vukmir, and I approve this message. Wow.
1: That's actually pretty. Good. She's got her gun on the table. That's uh, pretty good spot. I, I've, I and she she's she latches on to Scott Walker a little bit. She worked with Scott, uh, and she latches on to Donald Trump without actually latching on to him. She's got her gun on the table, and her life was actually threatened. That's a good spot. I would I would believe I would vote for Lee, maybe. And then we have my man from Minnesota, who. uh is absolutely agonizing. But it does paint a picture of him being a part of a dumpster fire.
7: Some people see a dumpster fire and do nothing but watch the spectacle. Some are too scared to face the danger.
4: Or they think it will benefit
7: them if they just let it keep on burning. Others shrug and say, Oh, all this talk of a dumpster fire, it's just fake news. There is an inferno raging in Washington. But here yes. in the land of 10,000 lakes, we know how to put out a fire. I am Richard Painter, and I approve of this message.
1: Uh, Richard may be a nice guy. That last picture of him, though, make, does not make it look like he's a good guy. Whoever your campaign manager is, rethink the shot okay uh the whole shoulder shrugging with the dumpster fire thing i kind of get it here in the land you know ten thousand lakes i got it minnesota beautiful we know how to put out a fire i got it just don't look like a nice guy but we do have that to look forward to so there will be plenty more uh campaign ads as we get closer and closer to the to the midterms and uh I don't know that it, I don't know that you can. You can't be Donald Trump. No one, no one can campaign like Trump did. But they can kind of latch onto the wagon a little bit, and I think some of them have kind of figured that out. And hopefully, you know, even the problem is the problem with some of these people are like. Like Lee in Wisconsin. All right. So she latches onto Trump's wagon, just a little, just a little with Scott Walker. And, uh, and she latches on. And then one tweet, though, from President Trump. Yeah, I saw that Lee commercial trying to latch her hitch, hitch your wagon to my trailer. Forget her. One tweet. And she's done. So you got to be those, all these all these Republicans and conservatives and who or even democrats trying to kind of latch onto that trump wagon good i mean you got to do it right and make sure he's on your side cuz you know what he's like i don't want to sound like a trump family member but you know what dad's like don't be don't be messing with dad like that okay you know what he's like <laughs> all right so We have uh, Trucker Day. We have got to move on to Trucker Day. I've got to get a little trucker news in. I've got an email. The trucker sent me a really nice email and a nice letter from his daughter. And he also sent me a a post that uh, brings up uh, the idea of what happened if trucks actually stopped running. And uh, it's fascinating to realize that um, how many things we get because of truckers. And how many things come every day? And how many things get replenished two and three days? And how many things get replenished weekly? And uh, how many things get replenished biweekly? And how many things get replenished monthly? And when, if those were to stop, how much would be gone? Would be missing from our lives? We, would we would feel like uh, we would feel like something had stopped. It would be it would be really strange and I, I, I want to talk a little bit about that I want to talk about uh, road safety you know we had that police the big story yesterday about the police officer that pulled the lady over for going the speed limit in the passing lane uh, and cars were behind her so the cop pulled her over because she was you know causing havoc behind her um, I will not say bad things about truckers except that i've seen that happen before with truckers with three lines blocking my traffic on the way to work and uh that's all i'm just i'm just commenting that you know it's possible and sometimes it happens and it could be because of the limiter maybe they can only go 63 miles an hour and that's why they have no business in the passing lane but uh maybe that's possible it's possible that it can happen uh, or maybe it's just uh, you know a new trucker that doesn't quite know what he's doing because of the new training purposes that we're adding, that we're adding uh, younger truckers because they work cheaper. Maybe it could be that. But love to hear from you about it. 888 uh, 900
0: Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio
1: Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can use that uh, at any time. You can tweet us uh, at PetUnleashed, at JeffyMRA. You can use the hashtag, uh, put that in your pipe, and we'll uh, be able to track it if you don't want to track it. If you want to be a sneak little tweeter, Just tweet us without the hashtag. I think you know what I'm saying. Okay. And uh, if you want, uh, you can also, uh, you have uh, uh, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and Instagram, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, You know, just, you know what? Just like them. Just like the radio page. Uh, Follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter. Your life will be so much better. You'll have, you'll wonder what you did with your life before you followed me. I know, I know. I know, it's, I know it's, I, it's hard to believe, but it's true. Dale in Florida, you are on the broadcast. Hello, Dale.
8: How are we doing today, sir?
1: I am so good. I am so good.
8: Well, you gave out a call for us truckers. I did three lanes of traffic. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured I might want to uh, address. that Of course, you, you would.
1: I know you're going to give me some excuse. Go
8: ahead. Well, no, not necessarily an excuse other than I'm actually a trainer uh, for one of the mega carriers. Okay. I can't give out the name. No, that's but, fine.
1: Uh, Before you get to your story, ask, answer me. I, I read a story or saw a headline. I didn't read the full story about uh, training. Uh, they're doing – it's kind of like a quick train program for uh, some of the new um, people coming driver- to America. Yes, that, sir. Uh, you know some of the uh, some of the immigrants coming to America, that uh, and they you know that quick train is starting to be an issue. Is that true?
8: Uh, yes, it is. Wow, it's starting to be a large issue. Boy, boy. Uh, because I actually, like I said, I'm a trainer for a carrier, and yeah. we only have our students after a week of classroom training. They have just gotten a class A CDL. We drive exclusively 53 foot with sleeper type cabs. So we're the biggest trucks on the road, except for, of course, heavy haul trucks that may be hauling a building or something. Right. And, uh, it's hard enough to get the one week to teach them all they need to know. And one of the biggest things that, uh, as a trainer, we always have to teach a lot of our students is to read all the signs.
1: Uh, all, by and by, all the signs you mean all the signs,
8: all the signs, every single one of them. Right, most of them pertain to big trucks, and a lot of them say trucks use left lane, right, especially in construction zones. Right, et of cetera. course, so not, yeah. not an excuse for taking up your space, trying to get to work. <laughs> Look, but I'm, uh, I'm okay. What we're ju- we're directed by law yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. in certain circumstances. And I, you know what? And, and I understand
1: that. But how about okay, so trucks use left lane, then
8: stay in the left lane. <laughs> no, but just... they don't read. So the trucks, the drivers who read actually stay in the left lane. The rest of them stay in the right and give you a fit trying to get to work.
1: Yeah, it's got to be some kind of issue, though, especially, it's funny, you know, now that I think about it, when you say about read all the signs, but even just uh, height requirements, uh, you know, going underneath overpasses and such, I mean, that's a a big deal.
8: Oh, it is. It's absolutely a big deal because we don't fit anywhere a car does. Yeah, right. right. And the inexperience causes a lot of people to not be able to get their head out of a car and into a truck. Right it's a big thing. So it does cause a lot of problems out there, especially the inexperience and the quick training and things of that nature. So as but, a
1: as a trainer, um, how do you have any uh, reference to the uh, you know to the new program that uh, you know that the United States has mandated with the electronic logging, or do you do you train with that? Oh, as well? absolutely.
8: We I work with a company that's been on electronic logs for years. Okay. And years, um, and it has been. In a way, it's a godsend, and in a way, it is a major pain because of the times that you may have. uh, You may feel like running all day, but you're out of time on your clock because you had to start at 3 o'clock in the morning. So by the time you actually get somewhere at noon, you have to shut down because you're out of time. Amazing. Now, once you start your clock, I start a lot of times about 4 o'clock in the morning. By the time you started your clock, you are already out of time by about 1 o'clock that right. day to be able to drive. Right. That's so you it. have to shut down, and you need to try to sleep, etc. You only have a 10-hour break, and then all of a sudden, hey, you're back behind the wheel. Right. You might be rested. You may not because sure. your clock gets shifted around so much, right. you never can tell if you are able to get any rest or not. Right. Just have to do the best you can. It's kind of like being in the army.
1: And I know it's kind—I of, know it's kind of like supposed to. You know, it's, it's projected as uh, for our safety and for the driver's safety. But it would seem to me that uh, you know, really, for the, for the most part, I mean, you kind of have to trust the drivers we have for many need, years.
8: Yes, they need to work out all the kinks. Let's just leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Thanks, Dale. I appreciate it. Take care. Very. Uh, I appreciate it very much. Good luck out there, uh, David in Illinois. Uh, Hello, David. How are you?
9: Hi, Jeff. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I love listening to you.
1: Thank you very much. So, Go
4: ahead. Go ahead.
9: Uh, I wanted to give you a truck driver's perspective (laughs) of this lady that was using the left lane and doing the same speed as the people in the right
1: lane. Yes, dear.
9: (laughs) I used to run between Chicago and Indianapolis every day, I-65. And here's the problem. You'll have 20 cars all in a row in the left lane, not using it to pass, just cruising. Right. I come up on a truck moving slower than me because my truck's not governed. I put on my turning signal, try to be courteous, and there'll be 10, 11, 12 cars that'll just keep coming. They will not hit the brakes to let you over. So I have to drift across the center lane, scare the crap out of somebody, hit the middle finger before somebody will let me over just to make a pass. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, that's the problem with people in the left lane.
1: Well, look, what's the problem? Once you get in that left lane, see, then your other buddies get in the other two lanes. And now I can't get by is what I'm talking well, about, Well, I'm David, just talking right? in a two-lane two
9: interstate. Right, I hear you. Just, We're not supposed to be in the left lane if it's three lanes of interstate.
1: So huh. Those guys
9: that are over there are probably rookies that don't know what they're doing.
1: You know, it seems to me that I heard that from another trucker someday. That it was probably yeah. rookies not knowing what they're doing. So it would seem to me that I'm, I'm just going to get a big sign that says, "You're a rookie. Get over." And uh... there
4: you go. Good <laughs> luck. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know Good it's not going to happen. So you you don't have a governor on yours. Why is that? Uh,
9: because the company I work for and I've got about 20 years' experience. Usually, if even the large carriers. Come up on a truck that's doing sixty-two. He's probably fairly new. The same company can have a driver that's doing 70. He's probably a more experienced okay. guy. it's all okay. about insurance regulation.
1: Okay, so it really isn't like you. But you work specifically for one company, not uh, not a freelance.
9: I work for a small carrier with about five trucks.
1: Okay, and now, so, I do
9: the speed limit for the most part. But my yeah, yeah, no, I, almost I
1: eight. You know, I, I'm not. Uh, trust me, I don't. I'm not worried about doing the speed limit um I, w- I work with pat gray uh it's okay i get it uh the uh, but my uh my my point was is that uh I've, it's surprising to me like you work for one company do they haul all sorts of things or are they just specific items
9: i pull a refrigerated trailer so we haul mainly food produce and things like that okay
1: and that's what you're and, that, and your company does that for you know in five states or whatever how bigger the market is
9: uh, I go, main, most of my runs come out of Chicago down to the south. I'm in Louisiana right now. Okay. And I go back up to oh, Chicago. Wow. So that's a good troll. lot trip. of produce that comes out of Mexico.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's, a, and- yeah, that's a, that's a good troll. All right, David, yeah, thank good- you very much. I appreciate it, man. Be safe out there. Uh, look, I, I meant to ask him about some, some of the GPSs and, uh, uh, Gas prices, and I got to talk to him about that. I got to talk to him about that. Um, I know that uh, uh, some of the problems uh, with the E log system is now causing the drivers to, uh, according to uh, some truckers, I'll talk to the truckers about it.
10: Rob in Florida, you are on uh, you are on the Blaze Radio. How are you, Rob? Hey, not bad, Jeffy. Thanks for taking my call. And um, really, thanks for giving a uh, mini forum here to the vocation that makes America run every day, and I, that is I, the Nation of Truckers.
1: Yeah, absolutely, it does.
10: I am uh, the h- former host of a television series that ran called American Truckers, so I know intimately oh, nice. subject matter yeah, uh, yeah. that you were talking about. And um, I've said to, oh, my God, over the years, many, many, many people, um, you know, without truck drivers, you don't have food, clothing, fuel, medicine, you name it, without them. The truck stop, we are, we're, you're not even going to work, Jeffy, because you can't put fuel in your vehicle to even drive into work. <laughs> right. It's the fact of life. So, um, and I've gone round and round many times with people. And um, the thing is, you mentioned so many great points here. You're talking to these guys that are out there. Um, everything from ELDs to the new influx of the, shall we say, newbie American truck drivers. Right. It's a, ma- it's a major problem because the problem is half of it now is. every truck is an automatic and they're just trying to slam everybody that can drive uh, anything into a truck. And that's the reason why the industry has embraced it because there's a shortage. There's a shortage of drivers. Right. And it's, I mean, we could talk, we we should really just have the Jeffy and Rob uh, truck channel if we wanted to, because we could talk about this at length for every day. it's, It's nonstop.
1: Uh, Jeffy J-E-F-F-Y, at glenbeck is the email. Uh, you can email <laughs> yeah. me. I'm willing to. I'm willing to discuss anything. Uh, you know, around on the on the table. Uh, I, I wanted
10: to make a point to you, Jeffy, though, yeah. uh, uh, on your National Truck Driver Day, which, uh, again, I I every day should be Truck Driver Day, but I. The oh, National Rob, day it, it is to be on August twelfth. It's August twelfth in twenty eighteen. Okay. August, well, I don't I, know where you got that, but I'm i cool with you talking about it. I love it. Like
1: <laughs> no, I just I, it was just it fascinates me that how people don't uh, uh, realize uh, how important they are. That's all. And I've pointed it out to my kids forever, and I just uh, I then I find out about the new e-log system the last couple of years, and I've been fascinated by how it uh, has affected a lot of uh, a lot of the truckers. Oh, and uh, I got exactly. that, that started last year, and it just was something that I you know I'm oh, happy it's to big, have time. It's big
4: time.
10: You got fifty percent of the guys love it, and fifty percent of them hate it. And it the problem is, you heard the trainer talking about it, and he's spot on. Is the hour clock. Well, imagine if you were, you know, your shift is, uh, you know, however many hours, and the same thing applies to a driver. And the, the old adage is if you're not turning, you're not earning. So if the truck right. isn't rolling, you're not making your money. But what if you get stuck in traffic, you know, in construction zone for two hours? That goes against your clock to earn money. Right. So it, the, the, that computer, that mandated big, uh, you know, federal clock, doesn't really take into consideration all of the variables. And, he, and that's why
1: these and guys he, are... And, I, and it seemed to me I remember talking to um, one one man um, uh, the last time I did Trucker Day uh, over the holidays, uh, and he uh, talked about uh, there should be a way to uh, pause time, as, as what you're referring to, so that when mm-hmm. they're, they're in on situations it. where he has to wait to get offloaded or he has to wait to get loaded uh mm-hmm. the clock is still running and it shouldn't be
10: it, it, that's where they're that's where they're running into the problems and this was mandated under the obama administration shocker that they had to push this thing through and then it, it applied last december is when it went into effect and so they're still playing catch-up and all of the technologies involved i mean you can just imagine jeffy the big big we're talking huge dollars i've been i yeah, I, I mean it's so far I know. the rabbit hole is deep, my friend I know. but I'll leave you with this your listeners just remember this, everybody that's out there next time you go to the grocery store or, or for that matter, any time in your life, jeffy and I, I'm asking you the same I'm 50 years old. I don't ever remember going to a grocery store one time in my life and seeing and not being able to reach for a box of cereal or grab you know whatever I needed the shelves are always stocked because those shop they're stocked because anonymous truck drivers deliver america 24 7 365 anonymously every day in this country
1: Uh, look i work thank you rob i appreciate it very much and uh email me uh i work uh, i worked in the grocery business for a long time in my life and so did my father my father used to you know work in the grocery business at the warehouse and i saw what i saw the truckers come in and out of there as a kid um, I worked it, it as a, running a grocery store for eight or nine years in Florida. We had trucks every day. you get I mean you have trucks, you have trucks that come every day. you have trucks that come once a week. you have trucks that come twice a week and you have trucks that come you know once a month or once every three weeks. It's a, it's a fascinating process and they keep America alive. There's no question. Uh, Brittany, uh, you're coming up and I've got a list of things for you that you will lose. In a short amount of time, if the trucks were stopped on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. here on the
1: blaze radio network well not really i mean it is the pat Gray program it's pat unleashed on the blaze radio network pat uh, decided oh i need to take a vacation okay whatever go ahead go spend time with your wife do whatever you want to do fine with me so uh jeff fisher here filling in for pat today on the uh the carousel of a fill-in host for pat gray uh tomorrow and Friday, you will have uh, Stu uh filling in uh, for Pat Gray. Uh, then uh, Monday, you will have uh, Sarah Gonzalez and myself. And Tuesday, you will have myself. And then Wednesday, you will have Stu. And then Thursday and Friday, you will have Sarah and Jason. I mean, how much more of a carousel can we give you? Uh, fill in hosts for Pat Gray Unleashed. On the blaze radio network all right, so it is a trucker day eight 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 nine zero zero thirty three ninety three and now look I can you know I say that uh because every day is trucker day in my life I know I know dry your eyes uh but you know i I, want, I really did want to hear from you today and uh, it's been it's fascinating to me to see how you're treated and how it goes on One of the things that uh, uh happens think about this now. I'll give you the rundown in just a second of what happens if trucks stopped. Amazing. Brittany in Iowa, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. Yes. Hello. How are you?
2: Hi. Need a female perspective here.
1: Always. I Always. Keep it, please.
2: Keep it even. Keep it even. we got to stay neutral. <laughs> uh, um, I've been a trucker for 10 years, since I was 18. Um, I've done several different things, um, but... The last two jobs I had, one was hauling livestock, and now I kind of go on the other end of the building. I haul reefer units, but um, both of them I what do you two haul reefer.
1: Reefer units?
2: Yes, Did reefer I... Oh, I
1: was you know, about like to become a really good friend of yours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a reefer unit. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I do what we call heavy haul, and I'm dedicated to one particular company okay. um, hauling their their product. Right. But uh, I go to plants, and even when I was hauling livestock, you go to a plant, I may pick up in one state where it's snowing like no other, and it's not snowing where I'm going. Right. They're showing up to work. If I don't show up there with my load, they don't have anything to do. Right. Um, So it's not necessarily just getting product, but people's jobs, if trucks can't make it there with a product for whatever reason... They may not have a job that day.
1: I understand. Or how does that how, does e-logs, how do the e logs how do the e affect you though? If you say all right, I got you right I, I understand what you're telling me that if you don't show up they don't work. <laughs> but if you show up and you have to wait to get loaded, you're still on the clock.
2: Yep. Um actually just last week I had a week I wish I could have just start it over. Um, I got to a place, I had a trouble unit, it wasn't working right, took me about a got me lost me an hour. I showed up an hour late because of that. I was at their free-for-all for getting unloaded. Had to stay with the trailer instead of doing a drop-in hook. Um, and it cost me eight hours. Wow. I ended up having to do my 10-hour restart there. Luckily, like, when I showed up, I I just put myself sleeper or off-duty just in case it ended up being a long period of time. It's still using my time. Right. Um, but it, if I didn't do that, then I would have had to start whenever I did put myself to off-duty or sleeper unit. Um but it still, it cost me a load. I could have done another load that day, and that's money. That's money in my pocket. And then just kind of does a ripple effect for the whole week. Um, it just kind of placement and time and where you end up and when the loads need to be where at what time. If you get out of that perfect little loop,
1: you're yeah, done.
2: That, that week I only had five. I mean, that's a huge price difference in my paycheck. That goes from, you know... <laughs> four-digit paycheck down to
4: a three right no, I <laughs> I mean,
2: that's a big difference and when i'm the only person making money for my household that that makes a big difference yeah. at the end of the day and yeah. that's all because these e-logs and i mean it's not the pretty thing to say but i think everybody knows that uh, things get moved before with paper logs because drivers made them get moved because they had to be somewhere by a specific point in time and it may not sound pretty to say it that way but um when I hauled the, before the e yeah, I would come out to a big city. I would either get – I would stay outside of the town for two, three hours, waiting for rush hour to get over it, and then go through, like, right. campus,
1: Minnesota. Because um, uh, in the long run, that saved you all kinds of time.
2: Yeah, it does, and it's not putting – like me in front of you when you're trying to get to work. No, I, I don't want to deal with those people. I don't want to deal with stop and go traffic.
1: And it also uh, gave you time to rest, and then you're ready to rock and roll again.
4: I get it. I that, get and it.
2: that's the other thing that's um, misconstrued about these things. I mean, as soon as I log in for the day or start my day, it's like a tick, 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 is all I hear in the back of my mind. Um, if I get fatigued, which this, my mind, and most truckers would know that there's a difference between being tired And being fatigued just from driving for six hours straight. An hour break is all you need. But when you only have that hour...
1: I've driven all over the country, man. I get it. I I do. I get it. There are plenty of times driving back and forth from the northeast, you know, back and forth to Florida. You just got to pull over. and You stop, close your eyes for a little bit, you're good to go. It's amazing. Um, Brittany, when you, uh, in today's world, with... uh, um, you know, satellites and uh, GPSs and satellite radio, and obviously you're listening to the blaze on the internet. Um, do are you guys still, uh, are you still uh, big users of the CB? Yeah,
2: um, I, I wish people would use them more. Um, some drivers don't understand how to use them. My, my husband's a huge CB buff. That's how I actually know how like to promote them. Uh-huh. Had, uh And I was when I everybody had them on. Now that I'm in the reefer, no one really talks to you. I mean, there's a lot of drivers that just don't have them. There's companies that don't want you to have them. Um, there's oh, There's companies wow. that are okay with them. Um, but honestly, then there's a lot of local too. Um, you get to some of these bigger cities, there's people who are what we call local. Right. And they agitate the drivers by just talking and course. being disruptive and rude. Of course. Um, and so people just turn them off because of that. And so it just became kind of a thing where you just don't really get on them a whole lot anymore. Right. I mean, there's apps now. If you want to know if the scale is open or closed, there's apps that drivers can kind of check in when they go by to let other drivers know whether that scale is open or not, um, which is basically what we would do with
1: the CB side of that. Right, 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 Yeah, that makes sense. All right, Brittany, thank you. Be safe, okay? Take care. Uh, this is, uh, you know, a trucker day. You know that as well as I do. Uh, 888-900-3393 is the phone number. uh, If you want to participate, of course, you can tweet uh, at JeffyMRA or at Pat Unleashed with the hashtag. I put that in your pipe. Or I should just hashtag, uh, you know, Trucker Day or something so that we can specifically know that it's Trucker Day. That's what we're doing. Hashtag Trucker Day. Uh, We've got, look, I I have this fascinating uh, lineup of what happens when, uh, if trucks stopped. It's a nice little bedtime story. It's a good little bedtime story. If trucks stopped, I'm going to read it to my my wife's grandchild tonight, as a matter of fact, who's staying with us, Uh, and my children. Uh, If trucks stopped, it's a good little bedtime story. Uh, 24 hours, what happens in two to three days? What happens the first week? What happens the second week? What happens the fourth week? If trucks stopped. Ah, oh, this is definitely my bedtime story tonight. I love it, and you know what? I'll share it with you, so that you too can have a little, a little bedtime story to share with your children and your spouse's grandchildren uh, tonight, as you get ready to snuggle them all in. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Dan in Indiana, you're up next uh, on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, more Trucker Day coming, and I got man, I got a lot of stuff you know the last hour just might be get through a stack of stuff day Cause i got a stack of stuff here i never get to and it's some of the stories are great some of them are and eh, some of them actually are in the stack because that's they deserve to be in another stack we'll get to that too uh at the blaze radio network
0: pat gray only on the blaze radio network Turns on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: All right, so just as a side, this is just a side question. You don't necessarily, I think I know the answer. I just, I just, I have to get it out there. All right, so I look up at one of the televisions here in the studio during uh, our commercial break and I see a catheter commercial. And it's the one where the guy can still now fly his little plane and he's happy about it and you know they make a big deal about doing your own catheter a I have my first question first of all is if you had to have a catheter at all times uh, throughout your day would you advertise it would you would you be the catheter guy b are we sure the whole no lube no mess, no thing do we you know i know cooler daily catheterization I don't know if you've ever had a catheter in your life. I have. Um, I would say I don't want to have one. No. Don't want to have one. Um, It's just like, no. No. And it isn't so much the going in, because usually, when they go in, you're not awake. A little, little helpful hint, you are when they go out. Okay. So, I don't know, it's just a question. I don't know that I would, my answer to that is I don't necessarily want to be the catheter guy. Strucker Day on the Blaze Radio Network, I want to hear from you. All right. And plus I've got a bedtime story coming up in mere moments. If Truck Stopped. I should get some kind of kid's music to go with the book. Bedtime Story, If Truck Stopped. But we just may read the book to you. Dan in Indiana, you are on the Blaze Radio Network at 888-900-3393. How are you, sir?
11: Doing well, doing well. So Good. you made the comment of why the trucks block all the lanes and whatnot. <laughs> some of the dumb things that some truckers do. Yes. Let's be honest, somebody probably made the guy mad, and he's blocking four-wheelers off because he's mad and peed off. But I you know, I, I understand Let's reverse this and say that, one, that we're high, we're held to a higher standard than the cars are out on the road. Like, we have to do pre-trip inspections and make sure our truck is ready for the road. When was the last time you kicked the tires of your car?
1: Uh, I, I What do you is, mean? I, lo- I, I look at my tires every day almost.
11: <laughs> well, okay. You're one out of... Nobody, I know, nobody does I know, that. I know, um, I know, but, you know, like, going through the construction zone, speaking of that stuff, like, there's, like, usually three road signs, the first one's like, hey, right lane's closed, right. the second one's like, hey, oh, that pisses me off. The right lane's closed, the third one's like, knock it off, and then you went over at the last second, and it doesn't say nice guy trucking on the side of my door, I know. you know, so, you're not getting in. Oh
1: man, you know, I get so but mad. You, but now I'm I mean, you told. You know
11: the road construction's there. You, you live there. You see it
1: happening. It's been there yeah. forever. So you're doing what you're doing on purpose. Exactly. I cannot tell you how angry that makes me. And I'll tell and you they,
11: another how thing many that four wheelers can't afford the turn signal option on their car. That drives me nuts.
1: And I'll tell you another thing that ticks me off. And it happened to me yesterday, by the way. I'm going. To, I think what I'm going to do, Dan, is I'm going to hold a Facebook Live chalkboard drawing of how to drive. This is a little driving test from me because, yes, last night I'm I'm taking my son to the airport and I'm in the turn lane. Now, I went a certain way yesterday knowing and I should have gone another way because I went the way I usually go in the morning. And I know that in the afternoon that gets backed up and I should have went another way. I know that. But I'm already there. So, you know, once you're in it, you're in it. You can quote me on that. And so I'm waiting in my in the turn lane. I'm not, I know I'm going to have to wait. I got it. I'm there. I know how the light system works in the afternoon. So we I'm on the third light signal. Third turn. Waiting to make my turn. And all of a sudden this car this lady in her car comes up as I'm the second car. I'm I'm at the red light. I'm the second car. And this lady comes up and looks stops next to me like I'm going to let her in. Uh, right, uh, right. N- 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 and she waves like oh like a little ha with her okay right uh no yeah no No, it's, no, not, it's not okay
4: no no Sorry. exactly uh, i'm
1: and not then, doing and it everybody likes
11: to tell you you're number one because they're being the a-hole right you're number one you know it's yeah exactly and then not only that but you know i see so many cars that expect you to move over into the left lane when they're getting on to the interstate. Thank you. And I can't move a 72-foot vehicle over in, like, a heartbeat just because your princess self wants on the interstate. (laughs) And not only that, it's your responsibility to merge to the interstate. And not only that, you're going 55 and the speed limit is 65. No, I will not get over for you. And no, I will not... Slow down so that you can get in front of me. And that's so what it's either brake pedal or gas pedal time at that point, Scooter. Well, and the
1: thing is is that the problem is, one of the problems is that, uh, they, that you face as far as uh, accelerating onto the interstate is that a lot of those on-ramps, and I've had several people, which is annoying, often on-ramps where they say that you were driving too fast in those ramps. But the idea of you going on an on ramp, you're supposed to accelerate not to the speed limit. You're supposed to be accelerating to the speed of the traffic on the interstate. Absolutely. Uh, Not that I not that I'm a professional driver, Dan. I'm
11: not. uh, But I get it. Into those things too, they'll stop at the end of the entrance ramp and kind of look. Right. Stop sign. Are you doing? You know, and for all the stupid stuff that truck drivers get blamed for, you know, like I said, we we are held to a higher standard. Man, it's so funny whenever my four-wheeler friends sit there and, oh, my goodness, why do y'all do this going up a hill, y'all run the same speed? I'm like, it's all about momentum, brother, all about momentum. You I mean, loaded, you know, going down that hill, you know, CR England's still going to be going 55. Yeah. Just stay in the left lane and make everybody mad. It's yeah. all right. They'll get over it.
1: And I don't think people realize, and you even alluded to it, is that, uh, you know, you can't, you know, move that 72-footer. But I don't think people realize that uh, if you have a full load and and your tractor – um, that doesn't necessarily stop on a dime.
11: Oh
4: no! Uh, even with ahead. computer,
1: yeah, even with the, the electric, even with the electronic. I mean, you see some of the driverless uh, semis that they use, and some of the examples that they show. While they do stop, that's uh, not that dime stop. Uh, you yeah. can't. I mean, they do stop. I will say that they do stop pretty quickly uh, to avoid many things. The driverless trucks, but uh, not not really not really on the dime.
11: Well, it's it's not just the stopping distance. I mean, you'll see drivers going down the road. Y'all were talking about the CB radio. I mean, you know, get on there sometimes, and you don't push that car down the road or what? You know, because the driver's like right Uh, up that car you're in.
1: Right. Well, I see all I, I, I see all you truckers with your headphones on now. Don't try to tell me you're not talking and yapping to somebody. It's okay. Okay, it. you can
11: it. drive for 11 hours and you work for 14. No, by- no, no. no, no, no I don't need excuses, Dan. No, no, friend? no, no,
1: Dan, Dan, Dan.
11: <laughs>
1: I'm just messing with you, man. I got it. I got it. I appreciate it, Dan. Thank you very much. Be safe out there. It uh, is fascinating to me that uh, it's so funny. He's so agonizing. Okay, some of the stories tell you that when you're coming up with the, when you're when you're merging like that, they call it the zipper effect, and we've talked about it on this show before. Because I was uh, because uh, I've seen the host of this very program, Pat Gray, do it, and he pissed me off doing it. And I'm riding with him, and I'm like, dude, don't be doing that. I don't care. But so you when you come up on those merging like that, you're supposed to supposed to be every other car, all right? So I get I'm. I'll live with the every other car zipper effect. I will live with that. However, not everyone understands that program. So if the car is supposed to be letting you in doesn't understand the program or the car that's merging doesn't understand the program, it all gets screwed up. And now you're backed up because two cars here don't want to get over because they're waiting for some god awful invitation from the Pope to be able to get over into the lane or the guy that the guy that's in the left lane won't let the other every other car in. So it's agonizing. People need we do. I I believe this. I think I think I, I think I'm with. I think I've just changed my mind. You, not everyone deserves a driver's license, All right. And I know that you're supposed to take classes and you're supposed to do that. But I think that we should all have. We should all do uh do the uh, excess uh the you should be able to you should do all the excess driving. The things you have to do to be a limo driver. The things you have to do to be a, a semi driver. That should all be included. Everyone should go through the entire process before they're able to drive. I think it would make it make it a lot better. I think I'm fighting for that now. Hey, I'm too lazy. You should do that. You should fight for that. You're truckers. Do it yourself. Tracy, you're in Virginia. You're on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, how are you, sir?
7: I'm here. How are you? I am so freaking good. I've been driving. Uh, I've been uh, driving 25 years. Been to. Uh, all forty eight states here, and the thing that I have noticed that has failed by the wayside is common courtesy, and that goes for everyone on what? the road. truck drivers, cars, pickups included. Uh,
1: i I hate to disagree with you, but I can't because you're right.
4: Um,
7: uh, if you If you've got a truck that's out in the left lane, I live here in the mountains and it's it's quite common. Let's say you could out-pull this guy. Sure. And just as you crest the top of the hill, then he turns it loose and leaves you hung out right there in the left lane. You've got a choice: fall right. in behind him, struggle up the next hill behind him, or, uh, in my case, I like to use George Overdrive and just turn it loose, <laughs> then get right on get around. Get
1: right on it. Yes, that's good. I understand. I get it. it, it and look, that's not only in driving. Uh, let's be clear. Uh, we've lost some, uh, some common courtesy uh, throughout all facets of life. And, and I don't know that I, – I would like to say that we, we hopefully can get some of that back with uh, parenting and uh, the like. But uh, we have lost common courtesy in all facets. It's pretty bad.
7: And believe you me, a lot of these, we was talking about the CBs earlier on the show, a lot of these drivers turn them off because uh, I'm not going to mention any company names, but I got him behind a uh, one of your bigger companies. And this guy is going well below the speed limit downhill. I'm behind him empty. And he chokes traffic off. I didn't have no choice but to fall back in behind him. He's got traffic back to two miles just for being out in the left lane for... A mile. Right. Right. They got their CBs turned off because they do get their fair share of reaming from other drivers.
1: (laughs) Fascinating. Fascinating. Hey, Tracy, be safe out there. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. And he's right. uh, The loss of common courtesy. Now, he specifically said the road and all drivers, uh, truckers, cars, and pickup trucks and and the like. I I blanket that in all facets of life. It's fascinating to me. And look, you can say that I'm guilty too. I'll say that I'm guilty because I, I still kind of feel bad that I didn't let the lady in last night. But I was so mad. I'm still stuck in traffic. And she gave me this look like I was just supposed to let her in. She, just because she waved her little hand, like, <laughs> and points, you know, like, <laughs> you know how you're sitting there. <laughs> And I'm supposed to just go, oh, yeah, of course, go ahead. No! No! No!
0: No! Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Era. welcome to the broadcast 888-900-3393 is the phone number uh you know it's, it's i know it's you know it's trucker day i got it okay hashtag trucker day i eh, put that in your pipe you can use that hashtag too if you tweet us at jeffy MRA or at bad unleash but uh, i just wanted to talk to the truckers today i got a couple of emails that i'll share with you here in a little bit and i have a bedtime story if trucks stopped and it was a cute little bedtime story and Every child will listen and fall deep asleep as they go off into dreamland. Jeremy in New Mexico, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. How are you? Good. How are you, sir? I am so good, man. Thank you for asking. Do you really care?
12: Well, let's just say I do. Let's just say I do. (laughs) You know, Jeffy, I I love the banter you guys have back and forth. It's always always good fun. Thank you um, So I drive, I drive a lot um, on the highways. I am not a trucker, but I have a lot of friends who are, and my, grand, uh, my grandfather was a trucker, and um, east of Albuquerque on the I-40, there you get into some hill country, and I always one of the things that I always do is I, I'm looking you know a half mile ahead. I'm not looking a car ahead of me, but I'm looking at the traffic, right. And when I, got, when I come up to some of these, these hilly areas, I'm looking at the truckers, and I'm going, okay, this guy looks like he's catching up to some of the trucks. And the, the guy who previous called about momentum, yeah, it's true. I'm in a car. I'm in my little pickup truck. I can accelerate a whole lot faster than they can. Of course. So when, I, when it looks like I'm like, oh, this guy might want might to wanna move over so he can pass. I'll slow down as soon as that blinker comes on, I slow down. I I, I flick my lights at them so they know that I'm letting them over. Oh, and good... for those who think like, oh well it's just gonna slow me down, it just slows me up. Do this the next time a trucker moves over in front of you and you get mad. Look at the vehicle that's in front of that truck or even 100, 200 yards in front of them. Look at look for look for a vehicle. And then after that trucker gets done with his pass and moves back over and you're able to accelerate. Back up to speed, and as you're going by and getting angry, look how far ahead that vehicle is that you're looking at. Because I guarantee you, it's still within eyesight, and it didn't cost you any time. I know. I know. You bring up a great... These guys don't... Go ahead. These guys don't get... I was just going to say, these guys can't accelerate. These guys can't brake as fast. Don't drive alongside of them. Either be in front of them or be behind them. And when you come to a hill, be mindful that, hey, they're trying to keep their momentum going. They might have a light load, and the guy in front of them, he's got a big steel load, and you know he's going to slow down to 30 miles an hour going up by the time he gets off of the hill. Let him over so that they can be on their way because they're going to move back over, and you're going to be able to accelerate and be back on your way.
1: This Trucker PSA brought to you by Jeremy.
12: Jeremy, uh, you
1: bring up – thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it very much. You're right. And you bring up a great point. There's another example of what people don't realize. All right. You said you flick your lights at them and they get over. All right. Or you pass a truck and uh, they give you the flick so that you know you can get back over in front of them. And and I do that all the time. And I even give them the thank you click. Uh, But the thing that people don't get just driving, just – driving on the road they'll be trying to see the blinker go on and we're in heavy traffic I mean I I don't know if you know about DFW but there's a little bit of traffic from time to time I get it so people put the blinker on I flick my lights go ahead you got room get over what I'm just gonna go straight with my blinker on for a while I'm trying to get over I told you with my lights, you have room I'm going to let you in what? I mean, I cannot fathom. We I I mean this sincerely. I think I now am going to fight. All people should have go through the entire driving program before they get a license. You don't just get the class, what is it, class E? I have to look at my license. I don't have my wallet here. What's if you're just a regular driver, you get a class E driver's license, right? Class C, okay, in Texas. Class, well, Ron, no, that means you were a drunk. Then, no, no, Class C is a drunk. No, I have no idea. I'm just <laughs> Oh, so you have C, which is just a regular driving license uh, identification, and M for a motorcycle. So you had to take more training for that, right? Does your microphone work on the air, or are you just talking to me? I mean, I, when I talk I'm to you- I'm just so, talking,
7: now I'm talking see, there
1: you you, know about see how easy that is? It's amazing. It's radio, it. what happens. Yeah. I talk to you, and the microphone goes on. It's amazing. You don't need your headphones on. I'm not going to talk to you again. Anyway, the- um, oh, Let's hear you again. i got to talk to him again, because he's got the headphones on. I feel bad. I can hear you now. So, so it's C and M. Mm-hmm. And you had to take special training for the
13: M, correct? Correct. And you have to take another driving test for it.
1: Amazing. On the motorcycle? Yes, I think I think I'm fighting for that now. I think yeah, I want you to go through the whole thing, uh, a training program of that. Anything about motorcycles? Maybe everything is fine. Maybe we stick to money. if it's going to be everything. If it's going to be everything, it's going to be everything, Jeff. Well, what about motorcycles? Everybody doesn't want to ride motorcycles. Why do they have to be trained for it? I think we do. I think we do it all. We do it all. If you want to drive, you got to be trained in everything, so that it gives everyone a better perspective and a learning curve on the road. I've, I'm with that. Mike in California, you're on the Blaze Radio Network.
6: Hey, good to talk to you. Thank
1: hey, you, Mike. How are you, sir?
6: Pretty good, pretty good. I'm driving uh, through Missouri.
1: Nice. Where are you at? Uh
6: missouri <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love missouri i mean i'm a big fan of Missouri. my son you know played football in columbia and uh, uh for the university of missouri and uh i've been i've been to a few uh, few places in the backwoods of missouri it's a beautiful country that's for sure but uh absolutely beautiful just to uh especially this freeway i'm on uh, I'm, I'm not sure and i'm not saying that you're lying to me mike uh, cause I, I, be- uh-huh. I believe every word you say to me, but you know, you told me you were driving, which means that you're inside a tractor, which means that I have to the have, I have to have proof that, uh, you know, you're, that you're driving a tractor. Well, you know, don't you guys have some kind of giant horn to blow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of a sad <laughs> horn. <laughs>
4: that,
1: that was kind of sad. Actually. I feel sorry for for you and that horn. Anyway, what's yeah. up, Mike? I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so,
6: I want wonder- I wanted to call in because I'm uh, one of the drivers that did the accelerated training.
1: Oh, no. Okay. And, good. Yeah. And, uh, and it, you feel like it was enough?
6: For me, it was because uh, I'd worked in the automotive industry and I, I'd done a lot of driving. And before I started driving trucks, I'd been to uh, 49 of the states already. Wow. So I'd, I'd spent a lot of time on the road and uh, i have been driving for a long time. And I have to agree that class and uh, courtesy are two things that are very, very missing Amazing uh, on the roads.
1: Uh, Fascinating to me. And it's not just on the road, man.
6: When I drive, I absolutely do my best because I do have one of the restricted trucks. And I do my very best to not be in the left lane because I know being a driver for as long as I was, I know how painful it is. Dear Lord, thank you, Uh, Mike. I've, 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 shared words, you know, that nobody <laughs> <hurts>. <laughs> so well, I, I do my best with that. I have a
1: huge road ranger, road ranger inside my car. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I stay inside yeah. my car, I'm fine.
6: <laughs> and, and I, I can see where the accelerated training could come up short. It's, right. it's, it's, it has to be looked at holistically as a, the initial training is just part of the process. When you talk to the trainer earlier in the hour, he's the—he's uh, really the final part okay. of that. Uh, there's an initial training, which everything he said was right. It's one week, and then there's right. two weeks of uh, driving, and then you go out on the road. And then you get to drive for what is arguably not enough either if you don't have experience. Right. But you get to drive with a trainer that has experience. So hopefully that so. puts
1: uh, you know puts some people at an advantage because you're able to get a job and get to work and, and do what you want to be doing. But uh, I don't know how we – it would be interesting. I'm up against the clock, but it would be fascinating to hear maybe how we get around that to some people that aren't good at it. Uh, more on the Blaze
10: Radio Network.
0: Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the
1: Blaze Radio Network. How you heard the news uh, before I even get? Bruce Springsteen's handwritten lyrics up for auction, expected to fetch three hundred thousand. I would give you. Well, I, I would give you three bucks. Three crisp new one dollar bills is the best you're gonna get for me. For Bruce Springsteen's handwritten lyrics, Born to Run. Ugh. That is, oh, agonizing. All right, thanks for listening to the broadcast. 888-900-3393. And I know all you Bruce Springsteen fans are now going to, what? I drive my truck. It's trucker day. I am a trucker. And I listen to Bruce Springsteen all across the country. And he's a working guy, hero from Jersey. Shut up. No, he's not. Take it. 888-900-3393 888-900-3393 is the phone number. And I got it. All right. I got it. This Trucker Day. You can tweet us at JeffyMRA, at Pat Unleashed. Uh, hashtag it. Put that in your pipe or a hashtag a Trucker Day. Uh, just two muck and fudge uh, thanking me. And I want to say you're welcome. Uh, before I even read it, I'm just going to say you're welcome. Uh, thanking me for giving just two muck and fudge road rage as I'm sitting at my desk. Uh, it absolutely gives you a rush. I I am such a road rager. I thought I was joking around. I have a little uh from time to time I fancy myself uh funny. I know, don't you don't no need to comment. Uh but uh so I, I have a whole uh comedy routine in my head over uh road rage uh road rage incidents that uh are in my car and just in my car. So like you would you would be in your car and you would be road raging and then you'd roll the window down going, excuse me. You know, it'd be real nice, because I could road rage with the best of them in my car. Oh, man. I mean, mad, no. Are you dumb? Don't a you know how to drive? What are you doing? Excuse me, I'm trying to get over? Uh, you know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, I, I could road rage with the best of them in my car. Uh, Bob Loblaw. Uh, Loblaw, blah, blah, blah. blah. Uh, catheter guy might just be the least popular Marvel Comics Avenger name ever. Catheter guy. Uh, actually i think it's a tremendous cartoon and it should be in the comic books immediately You used to have your own comic right now it's a million dollar idea bob use it now catheter guy look in the sky it's a bird it's a plane no it's catheter guy uh anyway uh rocky with an eye uh, at Jeffy MRA looks at the tires of his car every day because the tire pressure light is always on. Oh, oh a fat joke. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, no, this is me. You don't take care of your car. I got it. Ha, ha. Jenny B, hashtag tell Pat. Surprise, surprise. At Jeffy MRA comes from a long line of people working at the grocery business. <laughs> another fat joke two in a row why am I even reading these you're doing killing me all right uh, trucker day uh here on uh, the blaze radio network and you can call in we had uh, the last hour was tremendous and I thank you for participating very much I'll leave you with an email uh, before I get to uh, my bedtime story tonight if trucks stopped um I got an email here. So my dad uh, has hit a trucker milestone in 22 years of driving. He has drove 3 million miles. Now, if you measure the earth around in miles at the equator, it is, I'm not going to check the emailer's math, okay? I'm not going to do that. I'm just reading you the email that arrived. Uh, now, if you measure the earth around in miles at the equator, it is 24,812 miles. So to put that into perspective, he has drove around the world 120 times. The average driver would only have driven 296,472 miles in the 22 years that he's been trucking. Not only has he driven that many miles, he has never been in an accident. They say on average during your driving lifetime, you will be in three and four accidents, and that's driving cars. We'll stop for just a moment. do to think how many accidents I've been in. Um, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four five there was uh, there was a moment a time in my life for a couple years span there that i was seemed like i was getting into automobile accidents all the time uh maybe because um, i was and uh it was a rough patch man i smashed like three different cars (laughs) oh boy look at those days back oh no they weren't my fault of course duh now imagine what it's like driving a semi it's a whole different road my dad puts up with the worst drivers I'm not just talking about Illinois drivers. Obviously, this is from Illinois. He deals with 3 a.m. drunk drivers, city congestion, construction. He's seen a lot of bad accidents over the years. He has to deal with the person that cuts right in front of him when he's loaded down to make sure that semi stops. He deals with the people that think they have enough time to pass and move over so they don't get hit head-on, and so much more stupidity. I've gone on many trips with my dad in the semi, and it gives me such anxiety. When you're making turns... You are inches away from cars, and watching him back a semi into a tar- tight parking spot is beyond most people's abilities. I don't know how he does it, but the man has patience. I know I have, too- I have too much road rage to ever drive a semi. So next time you're out driving, think of a truck driver and have respect for them because they are hauling your food to the grocery store or bringing your packages you ordered. Make room for them to get onto the interstate. And remember, without trucks, America stops. Now, she doesn't add this, think about it. Yeah, that's what I would put on the end of that one. All right, so um, I want—I have a bedtime story. We've got to get to the bedtime. I've got to read you the bedtime story so your kids are going to be able, your kids and your spouse's grandchild is going to be able to sleep tonight. Uh, but first we have Mark in New York uh, on the broadcast. Hello, Mark.
3: Hey, this is Mark from Albany.
1: Um, just throwing hey, in Mark, my two Albie. cents. How you doing? Yeah, go ahead uh, with your two um, cents.
3: If you ever see a truck driving like a bat out of hell down the interstate, just get out of his way. It's not his fault. <laughs> um, it, it, it's a real tough situation that we're in now. Solo drivers yeah. used to be able to, to forge their logs at the end if they're running into some some time constraint. You go through some truck traffic around Atlanta, you're running an hour behind. That's okay. You can tweak your logs. Right now, now we have electronic logs. Right the, it's, mean, logged it's- into our our, our gps and everything I, um so I we have it. one
1: option yeah i, I get it so i i mean we've talked a little bit about it this past hour and i've talked about it before but you know the situation with the e-logs you know it needs to be addressed there needs to be some way to uh, address it a little bit so you're not everything is on the clock when you oh, literally my. are on the clock i get it i do i understand we talked not about that We talked about uh, being backed up in cities. We talked about being backed up in uh, loading and offloading. Uh, Mm -hmm. We talked about uh, uh, being able to uh, miss big cities so that you could take a break and uh, not go through drive time and then go through. But being on the clock with the e-log system, no way.
3: Here's something that has uh, changed a lot. Our company has switched to almost all teams now. So one person drives, the other person sleeps, and you just go back and forth.
4: Okay, I got a spotter, and, I got that.
3: Yeah, and it works out terrific because the idea. truck never stops. If you run into a, uh, traffic, don't worry about it. You go to sleep, the other guy picks up when you run out of hours, and the truck never stops. And we've gone from offering a, a solo driver as an owner-operator eighty a mile, and now we're offering teams uh, up to I'm sorry, $2.30, $2.50 a mile, After everything is said and done, we get a lot of teams that are pulling in a quarter million to a third of a million a year. Uh, That's after all expenses, everything in. Uh, But eight months ago, a a year ago, that wasn't available because of it. So So are you saying that capitalism
1: has helped fix a problem?
3: It's amazing. it's compensated for government regulation, <laughs> and it's compensated because everything is costing more. We're, we're now getting 3 bucks a mile uh, pulling watermelons out of Florida, which is just its, it's amazing. We're going back and forth like crazy, uh, $3,500 to go up to the Northeast, where we used to get $2,500 for it. Wow. And uh, the owner-operator takes 80% of that. Uh, so there, there's a lot of people out there who are victims of, of government regulation, but if you look at it from a different point of view
1: of how you can yeah different perspective work with working it. around well I mean we're working around right. regulations which is kind of agonizing in itself that we have to work around regulations but I understand what you're saying Mark let me um, speaking of uh, driving uh, in and out of Florida and hauling uh, hauling you know the fresh fruit that you're getting at the time you know different parts oh, yeah. of the country at different times of the year has any of the tariff talk affected you guys yet
3: no not a bit. Okay, good.
1: No, out. Good. The I'm glad to hear that.
3: It is so minuscule when you when you calculate it all in. Uh, some of these things that we deal with, the, the shipping, the storing, the selling, uh, the marketing, all of that is a massive part of the the cost of the end goods. Uh, right. the actual tariff and the production of it are very small. Uh, I used to own one of the largest kite stores in the country years ago, and we would have a fifteen dollar kite and if we were to source it in America, that fifteen dollar kite would be about an eighty dollar kite because right. everything gets multiplied. Right, I could buy I could buy a fifteen dollar kite for two dollars and uh, two dollars and fifty cents from China. Um, you put a fifty percent tariff on that. Okay, it no longer costs me two twenty five. I'm now spending three twenty five. Big deal. Out of a fifteen dollar kite, a, a loss of a dollar is nothing. Uh, I, it goes from fifteen dollars to okay, Mister
1: Rich Guy. Okay, well, thanks for calling, My Mr. Ridge. Mr. Oh, you can afford to lose a dollar. I got gotcha. you. Okay, look down your nose at us. I know what you're saying. I'm just messing with you, Mark.
5: I know. I understand. You're good
1: at that, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Jeff. That's why we love you. <laughs> thanks, Mark. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. And he's, I mean, great point on the team. I love the idea of the teams, although, again, we're doing things to work around the regulations. But that is another way that America is great problem let's work around and fix the problem huh amazing rob in colorado you're on uh the radio network hello with the uh, pat gray unleashed a program hello hey jeffy how you doing today Oh, i'm so good man i, I just so... wanted
13: you to know you got one guy in colorado always rooting for you no matter how much pat gets on you oh <laughs> man thank you oh, i appreciate
1: it. that warms warms my heart
13: <laughs> well jeffy just wanted to call in today i'm a firefighter up here on the northern end and uh we have some a lot of issues um uh, not specifically related to truckers although they do come through our accident scenes kind of going hot but uh regarding the people letting truckers over uh had an accident about 2 days ago <clears throat> excuse me a guy uh, flipped his car we we're in the process of extricating him and i'm incident commander in charge of everything and we it's on a double you know double lane highway there and uh guy in an suv would not let this trucker over and force that trucker within feet of four of my firefighters. Almost took four of those guys out. And he's the
1: one that should get the the ticket.
13: Exactly, exactly. Unfortunately, normally we have a law enforcement officer, but being as we're 40 miles out from the closest town, he hadn't gotten there yet. So just want to remind people out there, when you're seeing those flashing lights, whether it's firefighters, police, or even those road workers out there, we're out there just doing a job specifically for us, firefighters and first responders. We're out there to save somebody, hopefully. Yeah. And it could be somebody, you know, could be right. somebody you love, could be a passing acquaintance, who knows, but I, you know, I, we're I found just out there trying to keep everyone safe.
1: And I appreciate it, Rob, very much. And, and, and be safe out there. Thank you very much. And thanks for the kind words. I appreciate it. He brings up a great point though, that I found fascinating when I, uh, when I was pulled over, um, in, you know, a few months ago by a local police officer. He uh, was a fine man. Fine, fine, fine police officer, man. Uh, he actually was a good guy. And I was wearing a Santa Claus suit, so he let me off. But the uh, this was making it even better. But uh, I asked him, I, I seriously, when, when he was talking to me, he had I was pulled over to the side of the road. I was off the, off the main highway. He was behind me, and he, you know, walked up to my car, and we, you know, did the business we're supposed to do. And I asked him as he was leaving, I said, hold on a second, I'm going to talk to you. And he was like, Yeah. And while we while we were communicating, doing the police pullover whole situation, cars drove by us so fast in that close lane. And I mean, I was like, dude, you need to just I'll go around to the other side and talk to me. <laughs> because I it's amazing. like I always you're supposed to and I'm not I don't know the exact verbiage of the law, but you're supposed to get the hell over. Or slow the hell down. That's that's the Jeff Fisher verbiage of that law. Get the hell over, or slow the hell down. But he said he's been hit twice. He goes, yeah, I know people. Uh, people, I've been hit. I've been hit by uh, by uh, automobiles twice out here, given uh, on the road. I mean, Robin Colorado is right. Slow. And I, I think Colorado. I could be wrong. Colorado may have a different verbiage in their law than Texas, but just off the top of my head, I would say get the hell over and slow the hell down. Really, it's a simple law. It's a Jeffy law. It's amazing to me. I mean, he was like, Yeah, I know. Uh, I've been hit twice, and, uh, you know, I'm lucky to still be out here, but people just don't get it. And sometimes I catch them and, you know, I talk to them. Sometimes I pull them over, give them a ticket. Other times they just keep moving. They don't care. Unbelievable. And that falls back into the common courtesy and uh, manners that we talked about earlier on the roads. And also outside of just driving. But common courtesy just in life has gone a a little bit away. It's just out of reach. It's just right there. It's It's like the common courtesy of the past. It's right there. I could just reach and get it. It'd be right. I could just reach and get it. It'd be right there instead. Get over. I could be real nice and I could let you in or I could say no. But I could reach for that common courtesy and let you in. It's right there. I could reach right there. and Just go, oh, common courtesy. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. and Get in. Go ahead. And get in. I'll let you over. Or I could just say no. <laughs> Screw you. Give you the one finger salute, then move on. But you can't, especially in a in an accident scene or the police officer has someone pulled over. My gosh, what are you thinking? Get slow down, way down, or get over in another lane so that you know other people are safe. You could. You could hit the police officer or the firefighters in Rob's case, and you've now you've got more than the fatality in the accident for Rob's case, and what if you hit the police officer and he slams into the person he has pulled over? I mean, you're creating such a problem just by not slowing down a little bit. It's agonizing. Okay. Bedtime story. If trucks stopped. Okay. Okay. Now, before we break and then come back and do the bedtime story, I'm told by uh, by Ron that he has picked some bedtime music. So I would like to hear the bedtime music prior to the story. Yes. Yeah, yeah, here. No, don't point your finger like you're the driver trying to get in in the middle here. All right. No. No. I've waited here. Three lights. Okay. I want to try that. Is this the only one you picked? Ooh, tough choice. I guess it'll have to work. Okay. All right, we'll use that then. Great choice. Thanks. All right, so if truck stopped, uh, the bedtime story uh, on Trucker Day here on the Blaze Radio Network in mere moments.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. returns on the
1: blaze radio network 888-900-3393 is the phone number for pat gray unleashed uh eight or minus pat gray it's me jeff fisher uh, you can tweet us uh, at jeffy mra uh, at pat unleashed with the hashtag uh, put that in your pipe or a trucker day or you know do whatever you want all right leave me alone Thanks for participating today in a uh, Trucker Day. You guys were great. Uh, you know, if, if there's more, if, there, if, you, if there's any other trucker out there that wants to comment, please do. I I, I love you guys, and uh, I'm I can't tell you when I when I how serious I am when I talk about uh, telling my kids about what happens uh, without truckers, and uh, you know I've seen it in action. I've seen it happen uh, in. Uh, I've lived in Florida for many years, and when storms would come through, and they, we would couldn't get deliveries. We've seen it here in Texas uh, when deliveries can't get in, and uh, it, it's fascinating to me to see the struggles. Uh, I don't want people to struggle, obviously, but it's fascinating to watch it in action when deliveries can't get in, and uh, you know, you you see the footage uh, of uh, all these semis are waiting to get into the affected areas with goods and so yeah. That's what happens, because that's what they do. Okay, that's what they do. All right, so I'm gonna try this bedtime story. I was actually looking at uh, my my book, uh, if truck stopped, and uh, my new bedtime story, and I've just got to edit it a little bit on the fly here. There's a couple of uh, repeats in here, and you can't go to sleep if you're hearing some repeats. Right, you just can't. So those of you that want to put your kids to sleep or put your spouse's grandchild to sleep tonight, uh, you you want to read. Uh, Read them, a, uh, read them a nice bedtime story. If trucks stopped. Within 24 hours, delivery of medical supplies to the affected area will cease. Hospitals will run out of basic supplies. Service stations will begin to run out of fuel. Manufacturers using just-in-time manufacturing will develop component shortages. U.S. mail and other package delivery will cease. Within that one day, food shortages will begin to develop. Two to three days. Food shortages will escalate, especially in the face of hoarding and consumer panic. Supplies of essentials such as bottled water, powdered milk and canned meat at major retailers will disappear. ATMs will run out of cash and banks will be unable to process transactions. Service stations will completely run out of fuel. Garbage will start piling up in urban and suburban areas. Container ships will sit idle in ports and rail transport will be disrupted, eventually coming to a standstill. If trucks stopped. Still awake, baby? In one week, automobile travel will cease due to the lack of fuel. Hospitals will begin to exhaust oxygen supplies. You can close your eyes. I'll finish the book. Second week, clean water supply will begin to run dry. Fourth work, the nation's clean water supply will be exhausted. That's what happens in four weeks if trucks stop. Good night, baby. Sleep time. Fascinating, I mean that is amazing how much happens when uh, if trucks stopped. I love it. All right, let's. uh well, I mean I've got look I've got I thought about I've got a pile of stuff. Look I've got this stuff here. Those of you on Blaze Radio, look right here. Those of you on Blaze Television, you see this stack. Those of you on Blaze Radio, that's not can't really hear. Hold on. Okay. That, uh, that's, a, that's one stack of stories that have the last week and a half, two weeks of stuff that, you know, I think, I think about doing, eh, like, it, am I might be able to work something funny in on that? Or, uh, boy, that's a new story. Or we can use that later. That's a generic story I can get in later. And here it sits. I thought about maybe piling through this stack and just, uh, you know, giving you the headlines and seeing where I, what I thought when I read it. But then, as you know, we have a new material to the right of stuff that we have to get to and, and obviously we don't have to get to, but we have stuff that I want to get to that is you know new stuff that's good. it's good stuff that I want to talk about. So it's stack of stuff. And, and next you know we've, we're on the carousel of, of guest hosts here on Pat Grandleaf. So tomorrow, I'm not going to be here. And Friday, I'm not going to be here. And Monday, I'm going to be here with Sarah Gonzalez. And then Tuesday, I'm back with you all by myself. So maybe Tuesday, we get to, maybe we make Tuesday, you know, stack of stuff Tuesday or something. And we just go through the stack of stuff Tuesday. We give you the headlines of the new stuff and do the news stories early. But then we just do the last part, you know, stack of stuff Tuesday. Yep, that's what we're going to do. I've just decided. And we're going to hashtag it, stack of stuff Tuesday. Maybe we just hashtag it, stack of stuff. Ooh, no, that's a... Uh, that could mean something else altogether. Hashtag stack of stuff. Yeah, it could mean something altogether. All right, so let's, uh, I mean, let's, look. We got, uh, we got stuff about uh, the new stuff happening in Europe that's coming here soon. You can guarantee it's coming here soon. How about the internet? We've got, I've got robot stories. Oh, I ta- I promised to talk a little bit about robot stuff. So let's, let's do that. Uh, let's talk about a little robot story. And I've got some TSA information for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, seriously. You know how much I love the TSA. They do a fine job of keeping America safe. And it's important that we treat them with respect, because if we don't, then they just throw you in jail.
0: Pat Gray, The Blaze Radio Network.
1: Unleashed. Yes, yeah, so I robots, and I teased this story, and then Brad Staggs came in. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people uh, say to me, "Hey, there's Brad Stags. He's such a nice guy." A lot of people say that to me. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I do not say that. Uh, the TSA. Uh, well, the big problems in Charlotte, North Carolina, by the way. So the TSA, I'm sure, is backed up, and they're all wound up in Charlotte because uh, apparently uh, the uh, PSA Airlines, which is part of American Airlines, uh, have been canceling flights uh, off and on, and they've canceled hundreds of flights, and people are all wound up because their flight got canceled. Um, by the way, you can get angry. Uh, being angry at the airport is kind of like road raging inside your car. You're supposed to be angry, and it's okay to be upset, but you don't need to display it outside of your car, okay? Because everyone is upset, and everyone wants to get where they had planned on going. So you being mad and yelling and screaming and hollering and breaking things, uh, breaking windows near the valet parking area like some lady just did did in Charlotte, uh, that kind of thing, that doesn't go over well. And I know that's difficult to think about. Because, I mean, I found myself in that situation similar, not where it was everyone. It was just more me. Uh, Me and another family that had raced from our plane to get to the connecting flight and had the door closed in our face. Uh, It wasn't shut. You know, it wasn't the flights being canceled. It was the door being shut in your face. And you're like, no, uh, no. And then, you know, your wife rescues you. Otherwise, you'd be thrown in jail. That kind of thing. So, but I just, I'd say just try to, you know, road rage, road rage inside the car. When there's big delays and and trouble at airports, that's my, that's my, you know, road rage inside yourself. Let it go. But the TSA uh, wants us to know that, hey, summer travel is beginning. So come early and be prepared. <laughs> that is the headline. Cut. Summer travel begins. TSA says, come early and be prepared. It's agonizing. So, listen, uh, they're doing their best. Gosh darn it. That's darn the TSA. They're just doing their best to get us to into, onto our plane safely. So, this is, uh, look, Look, in the summer travel, travel season, uh, there's an increase. Uh, it's going to mean uh, uh, there's at least a 10% increase, which means there's going to be more people at the TSA checkpoint means potential longer lines longer waits listen TSA officers have been going through training for the summer season have they that was might be my first question in the middle of Mr. Johnson's little speech here when he said TSA officers have been going through training for the summer season excuse me have they are you just telling us that most summer days will seem like holiday time with the increase in passengers expected throughout the summer but listen Mr. Johnson advises travelers uh, should arrive ninety minutes ahead of time, and they should pack their bags when empty. When else do you pack your bags? I mean, right there is a TSA issue in itself. You, know, do you, ever, you should pack your bags when empty. Are you kidding me? When do you? Uh, that's when I pack my bags. If it wasn't, if it wasn't empty, I wouldn't have to pack it. Uh, anyway. Don't mistakenly bring items that are not allowed. Yeah, well, if we knew it was in there, then it wouldn't be a mistake, would it? Uh, For instance, while many children carry water bottles with them wherever they go these days, the containers have to be emptied before going through the TSA checkpoint. We wouldn't want little Billy's half a bottle of water getting through the checkpoint. (laughs) Man, that would be horror. Yeah, that just would be horror. And listen uh there is a place to empty liquids at the airport for the convenience of doing so you bet you there is uh it's called the floor where i'm standing if you're telling me i gotta empty my kid's water bottle yep it's empty you happy now i call one of your tsa buddies and mop this crap up i see that's when i get in trouble that's what i'm saying road rage inside yourself yeah you want to rage inside yourself is what you want to do and uh Liquids, gels, aerosols, creams, and paste must be three to point four ounces or less. All containers must fit inside a single quart-sized plastic bag, and has to be placed into one of the bins used to X-ray scream, carry-on baggage. I'm already this, is, this whole TSA thing really irks me. I mean, I'm okay. I, I look, I say we're at the point now, and sadly, this is this is where I'm at, and I don't I don't want to be here, but I'm here just do it all right i don't want to i go through the i go through the x-ray thing because i have a i have a knee replacement okay they gave me a card a specific card with a number that says hey this is your knee replacement this is which i lost but they have i think it's i think i lost it in south africa by the way so if somebody in south africa is listening and they found my little card for my my fake knee mail it to me would you please the uh um, blaze radio ne- network uh las colinas texas it'll get here in the um and I was supposed to carry it and show the t- They could give a flying crap about a number card about your knee. No one looked at it, which is why I lost it. Because I took it out there and the guy goes, no, I don't need that. Uh, so I just just x-rayed me. I got a fake knee. I want to go through the x-ray machine. <clears throat> Done. Good. If you need to scan me or touch me someplace else, do it. Let's go. All right. Let's just get it. I'm good. I don't want to hear you tell me about it. I know you got to tell me about it. As you're doing it, tell me about it because I just want to go, all right? Let me be. And I don't, I'm i not making any little silly jokes, although I could. Why don't you touch me there? Uh, you know, you might, need, you might need to touch me there just for safe and security purposes. I don't make any of those jokes. I don't do I look like a terrorist. I don't make any of those jokes. I don't, I don't pretend like I see a friend of mine at the airport. Hi, Jack! I don't still wave to my friends at the airport. I don't do any of that. Just let me through, okay? That's all I care about. And sadly, that's where we're at. They've walked us through like sheep now. I can't take it. But be ready. Be ready because they're there. Oh, and uh, with the enhanced screening procedures that require travelers to take out electronic items larger than their cell phones, like a tablet or Kindle from their carry-on baggage, for closer inspection by TSA officers. Be ready for that, too. Okay, I just take everything out. Just take. That's what I'm at. That's what I mean. That's where I'm at. I just, just do it. Here you go. Do I have to take my shoes off? Yeah. Okay. Take my shoes off. No, I'm not going to put on your stupid little slippers. Okay. Just let to just walk through. I'm in the line. No, I don't want to go through the X-ray. If I go through the just the metal detector, then you've got to wand me and and wand me and use your other wand. I got it. Just put me through the X-ray machine. Okay. let me see. I got a fake knee. I got the arms up. Yeah. Okay. We're good. If you have to wand me after that, do it with this special wand. I, I Seriously, it's a bad place to be, but that's where I'm at. So just be ready. It's a little helpful summer travel warning from the TSA and Jeff Fisher here on the Blaze Radio Network. Lori in Washington. Hello. Hi,
3: Jeffy.
1: How are you? I am I'm fine. Thank you. How are you?
2: I'm fine. We are driving around right now. Actually, we stopped for lunch, but my son said something that actually made me laugh out loud, so I'm going to have him tell it to you, okay? Oh, one so, but I'm gonna you told, one of those
1: he told you, he didn't tell me, and now you're going to have to tell me no, that I have he, to talk he to him. he
2: like, yeah, yeah, talk to him. Hold on uh, a second, hold on. Okay, well,
1: he doesn't know how to use the phone. He's 10 years old.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, Hi, Jesse.
1: Hello, hello, how are you? Hi, so, so uh,
2: my brother and I... Uh, Sort of, uh, came up with this thing where you sound like uh, the bad guy from the Caribbean, Dead Man Tells No Tales oh. and my mom just started laughing really hard and my brother
1: came up oh no, oh, where, oh, no. we lost the funny stuff, oh no hold on, you're breaking and, up so hold the phone keep the phone in one position alright, take a breath, keep the phone in one position find a place where I say stop keep talking
2: and my brother came okay, up Okay, stop. To his-
1: Don't move from that position. All right, now you tell me what's funny.
2: Now my brother told me that uh, Jesse's so fat that he broke the stairway to heaven whenever he went up to heaven.
1: Do you mean to tell me that I put you on the phone? Hang, <laughs> uh, hang up the phone. Hang up the phone. F- <laughs> okay, give the pie. phone back to your mother. you mean to tell me that I took this phone call?
2: Yes, you did, Jesse.
1: So, th- Are you still on the line? Why are you still there? I said hang up the phone. I love you. Bye. Hang up the phone. I took this phone call on this network. Hey, Lori's on the phone. Oh, great. I'll tell you what know, time is. Trucker day. It's trucker day. I just take the calls. You, know, you never know. The kid might have something funny to say about truckers. Ha, ha, ha. You know, I drove by a trucker. You know, you give them the hands up and down for the for the horn hawk. And they had to blow the horn. And one trucker did it eight times laughing at me or whatever. Ha, ha, ha. It was so much fun. I'm a 10-year-old kid. She puts a kid on. Not only did they laugh at this joke without me, uh, she went out of her way to call the network to let me talk to her son to tell me the fat joke about me. That's a process I I don't know if I, I don't know if I like. Now, let's be clear, I don't know if I like it. It's a process I don't know if I like. I'm sure many other people, including a few people on this in this network. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Isn't that funny people calling him their kids call doing fat jokes, man. Is that funny? <laughs> oh, man, is that funny? Isn't it? Oh no, no, no! no don't break! Don't break! I know. I saw you going to break, but I didn't mean for you to break.
8: Not I was funny. Just
1: joking around. Put my hands up. Turn my mic off. Being funny. Just stop it. Right? Jesus. All right, robots. We've got time for robots. We've got to get to some robots talk. Uh, the Elon Musk stuff. I do, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about this because Elon is a big proponent of cash handouts um, if robots take humans' jobs. Uh, I think we're going to have to do that. I told you that before on this network. I believe that there's going to have to be some kind of uh, payment, uh, minimum income uh, for everyone, for everyone across the board. It was as the AI starts to take over, and we have robots taking more and more jobs, and doing more and more things. And it's coming, folks. It's coming because I got a couple stories here that's gonna you you'll sit back and go, ooh, that's, I think that's good, but I think it's bad too because we don't have any control over it, and I'm not sure who does have control over it. So, to survive, I think we give everyone. you know, the minimum income, now the basic, you know, basic minimum income. But I will say that it's my belief that they need to not give out other benefits. And this is where their problem is going to be. All right. Their problem is going to be convincing everyone that, hey, we're going to take all this other stuff away from you. There's not going to be any food stamps. There's not going to be any welfare checks. There's not going to be any of this. You just... Get your basic minimum income check. All the rest of it goes away. But you get this check. Everybody gets their own check. Boom. Once done. Okay? And uh, I think it will work. I mean, I haven't run the numbers. Why do that? That's just dumb. Just tell people it'll work. I'm a government official. But uh, I just think it will have to happen. Because people, if you're not working and you don't have any hope, you got to have something to at least feed you. And you need to do that. And then you need to, with that, then you can do whatever you want. So if you have the basic minimum income, you can live in a room, you know, this the size of this radio studio, and you knew that this is where you're okay, you're safe. But if I want to go out and get more, I can also do that and become a part of society that way as well. But if not, I can crawl back into my little hole and just be all by myself. But a lot of people got a big problem with the basic minimum income, and I, 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 don't. I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good thing. All right, we just know uh, robots. Uh, robot just operated on a human eye for the first time. Good luck with that. Uh, they've gone from prostate surgery, gallbladder procedures. Uh, they're already mainstays in operation rooms all over, and now they're helping in uh, uh, human eye surgeries. So uh, there's plenty of surgeries they're already helping in. So good. Good news for that, because why would we need surgeons when we have robots? <laughs> Dumb. Uh, we also uh, have an IBM computer that uh, debated humans and won, and won in a new uh, competition that uh, was different than just the the other the other competitions. Remember the other competitions where they played chess or they um, they played other games that won. This is uh, a, a creation called a uh, Project Debater. That uh, competes in what the company calls uh, computational augmentation, knowing a subject, presenting a position, and defending it against opposition. Knowing a subject, presenting a position, and defending it against opposition. Project Debater was trained in advance on debating methods, but not the details of the debate itself. Okay, so it, it didn't know what the debate was going to be, just that what it was going to take place. Uh, only moments before the debate started, it got at what it was going to be talking about. To formulate his argument, it had at its disposal a collection of three hundred million news articles and scholarly papers previously indexed for quick search results. It had to find the information, package it, listen to its opponent's arguments, and formulate a rebuttal. It worked. Okay, it worked. It had brought people over to its side. You're not gonna it uh, in one debate. Uh, It overall nudged two people among a few dozen in a human audience toward her perspective that governments shouldn't subsidize space exploration. In the second, Project Debater soundly defeated the guy, pulling nine audience members toward its stance that we should increase the use of telemedicine. And those were the two, you know, those were two of the practices. One was uh, uh, subsidization of space exploration and uh, telemedicine, and it won people over. I g- good Good, maybe, good. And um, Google, uh, I mean, they're just one of the one of the big players of this, uh, is training machines that are going to predict uh when you will die. I'm sorry, when a patient will die. <laughs> Not just you, silly. It's a patient when you're in the hospital. <laughs> a woman with uh, late-stage breast cancer came to a city hospital, fluids already f- uh, flooding her lungs. Two doctors got a radiology scan. The hospital's computers read their vital signs and estimated a 9.3% chance she would die during her stay. Google's turn in a new uh, type of algorithm created by the company, uh read up on the woman, 175,639 data points, rendered an assessment that her death risk, 19.9%. She passed away in a matter of days. So uh, now they're trying to, hospitals, doctors, and other healthcare providers are trying, uh, been trying for years for better use of stockpiles of the electronic health records and other patient data. Let's give it to the computers. They we can't tell, the nurse can't tell my wife unless I sign a paper in person what's wrong with me. But let's just give it all to the computers. Who cares? It's, I mean, it's unbelievable to me. It really is. As much as 80% of the time is spent on today's predictive models goes to the scut work of making the data presentable. Oh, you just let the computer do that. You can throw it in with a kitchen sink and the computer will just sort it out. It's a beautiful thing right right it is okay all right no problem we'll just give it all to the computer even all the little notes and everything it'll be perfect they've uh, google has uh, long sought access to digital medical records uh obviously with mixed results uh, the internet giant cut deals with the university of california san francisco and the university of chicago for 46 if you didn't know this uh they made deals with uh I'll repeat, uh, University of California, uh, San Francisco, and the University of Chicago for 46 billion pieces of anonymous patient data. <laughs> of course it's anonymous. Google's AI system created predictive models for each hospital, uh, not one that uh, parses data across the two. A harder problem. A solution for all hospitals would be even more challenging, so they're working to secure new partners and access uh, more records medical records are just part of google's ai healthcare plans uh its medical brain has unfurled ai systems for radiology ophthalmology cardiology and they're flirting with dermatology too (laughs) good 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 Uh, just just step right in let that robot help you out we'll figure out what's going Ooh, no we're not going to take care of those zits because you're gonna die soon i mean that's what they're gonna tell you count on that uh it's amazing uh, now they want to license these systems to clinics, sell them to the company's cloud computing division so that they can commercialize an offering. Of course, they're not going to do this without making some money, right? So you want to be able to – but the one thing that they don't have, especially with facial recognition and uh, uh, they, they're, they're big – I've got an article here about how the government has uh, got new programs on facial recognition that will become uh, uh, useful and at using every day soon. Uh, I'll get to that after the break, but it is, uh, the problem that they have is that it's not all integrated yet, all right? What they would need is a big thing that could bring it all together. Like if they had a system developed where all the information went, you know, then they could just disseminate it from that system. Is there a place like that anywhere? I mean, I mean, you've got what, you know, only one place like that? Uh, You know, and what does the NSA do? That's for our protection. That's for our safety. They're not going to share all that information with with Google. That would be dumb. (laughs) Wow.
0: Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns.
1: DSS DHS is reportedly developing a massive new biometric and biographic database with extensive data on citizens and foreigners alike. The Homeland Advanced Recognition Technology, HART database, will reportedly include at least seven seven biometric identifiers including face and voice data, tattoos, DNA, scars, and other physical descriptors. As many as 500 million people. The agency has been remarkably hush-hush on how heart will be utilized. Ah, uh, it's for the children's safety, duh. What else possibly could they do? They expect to launch this new database uh, next fiscal year, uh, which would be great. Which would be great. I mean, I can't wait. Uh, look. The government wants this uh, facial recognition, and they want it to work now. I know a lot of people uh, would say something like, uh, like the end of this article that says, granting DHS access to biometric data about hundreds of millions of people and allowing local law enforcement to use unproven facial recognition. It's not unproven anymore. Uh, Technology and criminal investigations should strike fear into anyone who ever leaves their house. What? Are you kidding me? Ha! <laughs> this is for the safety of our children, the safety of your children, the safety of of all children and little people, and your safety. There's nothing bad could happen. Don't be silly. That's what what would what could the government do with all that information? But help. That's just you know that as well as I do. There's the government. That's all they would do is help. Of Course, right? I mean, that's what they. That's what they do. It's help. All right. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. It's been great. Thanks uh, to my trucker day. I appreciate it. Keep on trucking, baby. Uh, Be safe out there. All you truckers, you know that. I mean that uh, from the bottom of my heart. And I will continue to road rage inside my car. I'll keep it inside my car. I promise. And uh, you will continue on with the carousel of uh, fill-in hosts uh, for Pat Gray Unleashed uh, the rest of the week with uh, Stu. And then you have uh, Sarah and myself and myself. Stu and Sarah and Jason, Uh, and so I'll be back, and I'll be around, Uh, and uh, we'll see you then, and we'll get to the stack of stuff Tuesday for sure, stack of stuff Tuesday, because coming just around the corner on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks. Have a good night. Be safe. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze
0: Radio Network.